Welcome to episode 51 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The I poked the berry sewed. You poked the wait where? Oh, oh, what? What? All will be revealed in time. Oh, oh, I think this is going to be a fun episode, everyone. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, really, every episode's fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> All I know is that we, like, went to record today, everybody that's listening, and, and JP's like, should I plug in my professional grade do, microphone? Do, 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 like, Switch what? Mania. Yes, please plug in the professional microphones. You know, oh, it's you not like you're in my arm, so I have to. <laughs> now JP sounds like normal. We're like, we're at 51 episodes now, finally. <laughs> happens to have us sitting around listen you only get good voice jp when you hit 51 episodes so we made it we've done it everyone (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) so um as always uh if you like what you're listening to and all this crazy stuff that's coming out of our mouth holes um go ahead and leave us a (laughs) leave us a rating on um apple podcast that's the biggest aggregate of podcasts and you know help us be searched better i think we're like number three or four now in all of nintendo switch podcasts which is pretty pretty amazing that's um, awesome saw a couple right. ratings and i appreciate it from everybody that gave us a recent rating um and as always the switch collector volume one is available for pre-order um i have it on good authority that it should be arriving at the warehouse on one june um pending we don't get any craziness uh, regarding like customs, because you know Chicago mm-hmm. and its customs, that it just loves to hold on to Barry stuff. So, <laughs> oh, I have plenty of stuff stuck in window right now. You know, I got a package from PlayAsia that shipped at the beginning of February. I was convinced it was lost, Ooh. and like in March, maybe beginning of April, I reached out to them and I said, "Hey, there's been like no movement on this. Could I just, you know, order another one and then you know just refund me?" And they were like, "No, no." It looks like it's still coming. It, like it was in Belgium, I guess. It just arrived today. <laughs> I, I have two in limbo from PlayAsia, so I, I feel that. My yeah. my sh- sh- uh, Samurai Showdown apparently is still in France. It never even left. I finally got tracking number from them. <laughs> it's still in France. Really? I got an email yeah. from <laughs> NG Dev Team, which will be part of our later piece, um, saying that my game that I had pre-ordered like ten years ago is going into storage. <laughs> That's what it said. Like, my Krautbuster for the Neo Geo AS is going into storage because they can't ship to the U.S. So, well, as long as they have it. Yeah. So when we talked about NG Dev Team, just be, be aware that anybody from the U.S. that pre-orders, it's going into storage because apparently their forwarder does not operate during COVID. So Yeah, that stinks because I know they're in Germany and uh, strictly mm-hmm. limited. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, First Press Games, they had confirmed that they were still going to be able to ship. I think they were changing carriers and eating the cost, but they were still going to get the games out. And yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. I thought it was getting better, but I guess not with the uh, mail service. Yeah, it said, uh, new status, placed in storage, CV-19. <laughs> I was like, okay, then. thanks, wow. Obama. No, thanks, Trump. No. <laughs> like, COVID. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, ah, oh, that's terrible, though. But, um... Yeah, I'm just never going to get that game, apparently. And I used to have an arcade when I ordered it. <laughs> I don't even have the arcade. Like, At ah. least they showed pictures of Gunlord, so we know it's real and it's almost ready to go. So hopefully we won't get 10 years on that or 7 years. 
I mean, I, I have multiple copies of Gunlord for like uh, Dreamcast and mm-hmm. other systems. I don't think I I never got it on the Neo Geo though. But that's that's the one piece where I have like a full like retail Neo Geo. But I I did not go down the homebrew because it's literally like to pre-order Crowdbuster was almost like five hundred dollars back in the day. And wow. yeah, it's it's super expensive. So the buy-in on all of those games is like an arcade. Not as bad mm-hmm. as the Ninja Turtles pinball that was announced. It's $9,000. What? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pinball, like the lowest tier one, is $6,000. <laughs> my wife was estimating three, and I clicked it. And I'm like, oh my. Like, yeah, there's no way we could afford this. Like, we can't afford six to $9,000 for the various editions. Like, oh. Jeez. I mean, That's it's... Crazy. It's way, like, pinball collecting's way out of my league. I might be up for uh, mm-hmm. Old Barry over there, but not, not the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, but the biggest problem with that is, is not only the money, but it's the space. You know, pinball machines, arcades, they just take up a lot of room. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, like, not even the space, but the fact that, especially the older ones, require a damn electrician's degree to be able to work on them. Because um, I've had a few pinballs, and they require a lot of electrical work. Um, you gotta know all the different differences with capacitors and lighting pieces and all the different mechanical nuances. It's a it's a complex hobby. Um, I know guys that love it though. So, I mean, one day I'm gonna have a Nightmare on Elm Street pinball. That'd be amazing. Nice. <laughs> um, one day. So, do we oh, have any? Did we have any non-Jerry feedback from the episode from the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> I got one from Closable just reminding me to, to sign his book. Uh, he did mention that. <laughs> You're a celebrity, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you don't sign it, Jerry, you failed everybody. Uh, you won't be able to read my signature. You can say whatever it is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> can be, I can be your Jerry, JP. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? That that sounds like a good title of a song you should sing. I could be your Jerry. <laughs> oh, you're you're our singer, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel really bad for all of you listening. <laughs> Barry and Jerry. <laughs> episode fifty two, we uh we introduced karaoke. <laughs> hey, oh, that's an excuse for us to do Let's Sing, your favorite. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is just got announced as a digital release. Uh, I got an email from the press, like the press email, that Let's Sing 2020 is coming digitally to the eShop. And I'm thinking, that came out already, so I got to look into that. But that's I guess weird. maybe the U.S. is now getting, uh, the US is getting the digital. The digital. But I've, I've been singing forever now, so I've got a leg up on everybody. You so got you your pipes. As, as clearly, JB should be the one doing it. Can't stop me now. And all, uh, all I got to say is there's going to be some karaoke at this first convention we do the playcast at. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, God. Live on stage. I feel so bad for everyone. What's that, Shanna? I can't go? Oh, damn it. Damn it. I want it to go so bad. Oh, no. Barry's just going to kidnap you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Once Barry's not nervous about the CV-19, he's just going to go out and just, like, <laughs> get you in your, in your ninja suit and just... I, I think JP's more nervous the way he was running. That's true, I was. That's true. I sense humans. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, <sighs> so, um, we have a few pieces of news to go over. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the first one that's a, a, an important one. Um, there was a Physicality Games announcement, and they're like changing business. 
refunding people's orders, and essentially, this is what, I, what I'm calling it, they're doing a Kmart-style layaway for all their games. So, it's like you basically put $5 down, and you can, you know, pre-order, or, you know, not really pre-order, but get guaranteed all any of their games. Um, it's a double-faceted thing. It's interesting because their games are high-profile, um, the other piece is, is I don't think they understand the resources that are required to manage collecting money from people after all is said and done. Like, even with the, the small amount of add-ons I had to the Switch Collector, like, with just adding on the slipcase after the fact, which I completely forgot to put into the Kickstarter, and that was me, mm-hmm. um, I'm still collecting like, people that said that they're going to get one six months later. And it's, like, just people just fall off and they don't answer their emails or that, and that's all you have, or, or Kickstarter. And, like, literally they're going to have to hire, like, a couple more people just to manage that. <laughs> like, it's a full-time job. Like, I don't know if they realize how much of a, a nightmare that's going to be. And, like, it's not as simple as, like, even Kickstarter, like, auto-collects the funds and some of those fall through. Like, it's a, it's going to be fun for them. Um, what do you guys think about this? Let's start with uh, Barry, since he's not as happy as JP all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with this, um, mainly because they're, first off, they're communicating with everybody. Uh-huh. And I think that has been shown to be the number one most important thing in, uh, in this limited produced games field. Um, people like communication. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that they they're pretty much saying there's a lower number of like collector's editions for them to just go ahead and do it now uh, than there was before. It, it almost feels like there's more of a chance that these games will be made where that bar, while it was cool, was very depressing to look at because it was like, oh look, we're we're up to two rungs out of like. Ten. What bar um, are you talking about? Just like the pre-order, like the pre-order bar that they had a pre-order bar on their website, and when it when it reached capacity, then they were going to produce the game, um, yeah. and you put down your money to be, you mm-hmm. know, beforehand. And when that bar started, it was like, all right, we moved up one rung, cool, we're going here. And then like a month later, we check, and it's like half a bar later, and then like maybe it's up to two bars, and it's <laughs> just like, oh my god, this is never coming out, and like that that feeling of despair just hit. Uh, it was like a visual representation, like, all right, this is going to be warned collectors all over again, simply because there's either a not enough interest, or b, um, they're just asking too much. So I'm happy. Their titles are big too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another thing. They like Guilty Gear was only a collectors. Now there's a regular Guilty Gears. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also given steelbooks. I'm a big steelbook fan, so I absolutely love that they're doing that, and they look great. Um, but yeah, I I feel like this. This gives me hope that these games are actually coming out, um, and I really hope they do. Um, and, yeah, uh, they, I haven't got my refund yet, but I like the fact that they're doing just a $5 deposit, and then they're going to email afterwards uh, when it's, like, ready to go. Um, I, I think it's a good change. I think more people will – it's kind of like if you ever see a Kickstarter, and they're like, oh, you know what, I don't want to fund that because it's – you know, I don't know if it's going to get funded or not. Uh-huh. And then once it's funded, and it's like, all right, now I have to fund it to make sure I get the game. Like, it almost feels like people are waiting for that bar to fill, and then mm-hmm. they're going to jump on it. And if no one jumps on it, then that bar is never going to fill. It's, it's a catch-22. You're not so, wrong. I don't know. I feel very positive about the, these changes, and I, I think this is going to be good for the company. 
It's interesting that you talk about the bar because it's kind of a little more honorable that they're going and reassessing their business plan, um, talking about like what they're limiting and all that, but also like they didn't just artificially inflate the bar, right? No. They're being very forthcoming, which is good to know out of a out of a company, right? Like when like it makes me actually want to go and and back some of the games. Um, I know I didn't wasn't interested in the collector's editions, but I always wanted a regular. So knowing that there's a regular guilty gear now, that's pretty cool. Yeah, right now Super Rare is actually getting flack for Tricky Towers because it was at one percent last night and it was still at one percent, and people have bought it. And it's like, is well, it really George, one? George responded to that though. Oh, did he? Yeah, I he did. did. Cause uh, I think Mass JT had made a tweet saying, "Hey, do you want to comment on this before I run with it?" So George or Ryan, I don't know who was running the the Twitter page, but they did respond. Um, yeah. So actually, and I'm gonna pull it up so I can tell you exactly what they said because I don't want I don't want to misquote. Yeah, this this came out at like 5 p.m. This one guy who does not like Super Rare, like it's been clear he doesn't like them Smash for a JP? while. No. <laughs> excuse me. I love Super Rare. So Smash, this is what you realize how I didn't say JTS. It's Smash JP. Yeah. So he said, "Hey, Super J, uh, Smash JT said, hey, Super Rare Games, could we please have your side of the situation before I run a story on it?" And they said, "We've said this before, but the stock levels on our website aren't the same as sellable stock. Stock levels are." are for all the games we have left. Copies for promotional use, future competitions, failed deliveries, returns, damages, etc. This individual also has basically been spreading hate at us for the last year. I can't even remember why anymore. We blocked them a long time ago. So that was their response. So why, um, the question is, and this would be for George, like if we were doing interviews, like j- why not just put the available stock and then keep that all on the side and don't put that on your site? If it's going to cause confusion well, where you have to explain no, it. No, but JP, no. If, if you have to explain it like that where people are, are doing that, you just go, all right, it's sold out. I And then you just put it on your website, like I'll have some extra stock if stuff gets broken or something, mm-hmm. but not a lot. Um, and everybody knows that you have to. So well, I, I mean, agree. But what happened was the person took a screenshot of like the code, on I guess of the website. Like it, like he took a screenshot and it's like inventory underscore quantity two hundred three Shopify comma. Like it wasn't anything that I think is. I mean, I don't know how how you get to that on a website. Uh, I guess that's the number he's looking source. at. Yeah, so he's looking at that to see what the quantity of the inventory was. And I think, and according to what I, we just read, it just sounds like they just put all of their inventory on there. Yeah, and, they shouldn't do that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's just from, like, with, with my books, for example. Like, I only put what's sellable on the site because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and I may have, like, an extra few items in my garage, for example, just in case I ship a, a game or a book to because i like with my nintendo games or whatever if i ship it Mm -hmm. to jp and it gets mangled in shipping and you get a jacked up cover or bent up box like i'm like well i got another one to send you now that i don't have to like reorder an entire print run so like i don't put those on the store because like i don't they're not sellable and then later on i'll be like at a convention or i'll do a tweet or an Instagram post. Say, hey, I have like two extra copies after everything's been said and done. Is anybody missing out? Did anybody miss it? And, you know, mm-hmm. then they go. But like, it's, I mean, if he has 200 copies, that makes sense. That's like 1%. Like, 
So, like, he just needs to hold those off and don't put them on the site, and then trolls like that don't even have a, a place to latch on, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got some cats over there, JP. <laughs> you classic. hear my daughter from all the way up there? Daughter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why I said yeah, you got some cats. Her. I'm just messing with you, JP. Uh, we all live lives. Have, the listeners know, I JP. have no control over this because Shanna is upstairs with her, so. Yeah. No, we all live lives. It's all good. She's a special guest. Yeah. Right. Uh, he doesn't agree with this person hating on Super Rare. Exactly. He got so worked up. And neither my, do I, okay. which is it's why okay. hopefully hopefully George like listens or we can talk to him. Be like, hey, dude, I just recommend you like anything that you have for dunnage, which is what that is. You just don't put that on the site because then it doesn't allow those trolls anything to latch onto. There's no reason for them to. And then he has to explain yeah. himself, and it's a big pain. When in reality, it's an innocent thing where he's like, "No, I have extra copies for, you know, for promotion and for review copies and for right. like errors. Like that's a normal business thing. That's everybody knows that. Like, yep. <laughs> like what the heck, man." Um, yeah, but physicality was the, the layaway, the Kmart layaway. Uh, I don't think we got JP's take on it, though, did we? No. So I'm on the, so they sent out a big update about all this. So there it was a number of changes. So Barry mm-hmm. mentioned the removal of the progress bar. They have a new production status page that um, you can see exactly how far along they are with the process of announcing new titles, designing physical goods, receiving approvals, etc. They have a new view order history page. Uh, we talked about the $5 deposit. So my comment on that is that, I mean, yes, it's great that they're going to refund everyone, but I mm-hmm. kind of wish like they almost give you the option because I don't necessarily want the money back. It's like, that's money I already spent. It's out of my bank account. Yeah. Like I'm good with that and I have no problem putting the full amount down. So I don't know if they're going to, I don't think, it doesn't sound like they're going to give the option, um, but they did say starting Wednesday, June 3rd is when they will begin automatically issuing the partial refund. Now, so that's why no one's seen it yet. Now, JP, didn't I mention, I think I mentioned in our own like conversation, because we all text during the week, um, mm-hmm. I mentioned like it could cause issues with banks because like my bank might flag it like when yeah. it, and then I won't be able to do business with them without calling my bank again because it was like reimbursed. Like There could be a lot of little headaches that mm-hmm. they're going to have with this change. Um, yeah. I, honestly, I agree with you. They should, they should absolutely just reach out. And like, hey, if anybody wants to, just put your name in this thing and we won't reimburse you because I'm the same boat. Like, I don't need to get reimbursed for the Because the way I see it is that I don't know how many pre-orders they have for each one. I mean, if we're going by that original bar, they weren't anywhere close to even probably like 30%. But I would say really? there's a good chance. Well, I mean, if the bar had like, what, 10, 10 little rings on it and they were up to one or two. Ooh. I didn't know it was that bad. Like I honestly, I never went to their progress bars. It was also. I, I mean, they also called it a soft launch, so they didn't put. I don't think a lot into marketing yet. This is where now they're starting. You see them like this past week. Oh, they're starting man. to do a lot of interviews. They're being more communicative. So now this is like the grand opening. I've seen so, ads and stuff too. Online. Yeah. So they're now they're really focusing on it. So I'm I'm giving a percentage. I don't know if that's right, but all I'm saying is that wow. there may just be a small portion of people who are already pre-ordered that would prefer the $5 and then pay later on. So, I mean, that could be less work for them if they didn't just automatically refund everybody mm-hmm. and then have to collect at the end of that because I'm going to now get an invoice and I don't even check my mail all the time or nope. I get so many emails that I literally like will find something three days later going like, oh, this shift or, you know, pay this or something like that. And it's like, I don't want to also miss out on guaranteeing my copy that I already had paid for. So that's something that maybe it's a one-time thing because this is, you know, they're just doing it 
upfront now and then in the future, you know, we all pay $5 or they give you the option maybe in the future to pay in full. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but I would have just preferred to just, you have my money, just keep it. I'm good. I trust you. And you don't have to worry about sending it back to me and then me having to pay it again. So that's, mm-hmm. that's my take on that. It's also, it's also, you know, another company that's doing a triple game launch, like right out of the gate, which is always t- tough too. Yeah. Cause it's like, no, they're not proven just like a few others. And like, at yeah. least with like first press, I think it was, they shipped out a whole new world as a, like a show of confidence, which was awesome of them. But like, yeah. but I mean, again, though, we're still waiting on every other release cause the pieces take a while to come in. So yeah. Shadow bug is going to be shipping. They're getting nice. that ready. And then, um, and, and then they'll give us updates for other ones. So, so for people who don't know, so the outstanding invoices that you'll get after everything is funded and they're yeah. ready to bill, you have seven days. Uh, otherwise, it's canceled then. So, oh, so physicality is canceling after a week. Yeah, it says, please note, outstanding oh. invoices will be canceled if payment is not received within seven days of receipt of the invoice. Repeated canceled invoices may result in the suspension of account privileges, including the prohibition of future pre-orders. What if now, it what- goes into spam? <laughs> well, I don't see it. First check. <laughs> if you follow um, me, you're probably going to know when to check well, your email. True, if they follow the podcast, <laughs> but I'm talking about like just all their different customers. Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's, that's going to be bad. <clears throat> What's going to happen if, let's say that they hit their goal, let's say the goal is 3000 Now, they send out these invoices, and let's say, you know, a thousand of them go to spam, or a thousand people have forgotten about it, just didn't check, whatever the reason, a thousand of these are canceled. Now, 2,000 people pay. Yeah. Are they going to go ahead and place that order, or are they going to be like, oh, we need another thousand before we can place that order kind of deal? Oh, my God. Um, they had mentioned this, so... It, I mean, it, I, I do know that the Switch... Here ordering is in sums of a thousand like so, even if so it's let me, three thousand and one it's another thousand so let me read this so it says our decision to accept only a small five dollar deposit at the time of work will not negatively affect our production status of any of our games as the money received from pre-orders is not a factor in any production related costs we think this will make our games easier to order um that 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 so i mean i have to take it that if i i mean i don't, I don't know how that model works I mean, I, in my opinion, then it would—it sounds like they would still order it and have a thousand copies and put it on their website and say we have a thousand. When they so get they're out, they're out. I yeah. think I know what Barry's going at too, or at least this is where I'm going at with it. Um, then why not have them in hand? <laughs> you're gonna order them anyways, like like you're mm-hmm. just trying to get a bit a boat of confidence. Well, those games are all popular series, like they will sell once you promote them. Just have them in hand, and then you're super rare, like with George, and you're shipping yeah. them out immediately, and you're all of a sudden getting more posts and more tweets, and it, like it's more like I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, yeah. but like it sounds no, like you're, like, you're right. <laughs> so the the other thing that they, I don't think they put it in their email blast initially, but I saw it on on Twitter, is that they are looking into adding like a a calculator to to so people could see what the shipping is going to be, so that way you're not just surprised when your final invoice comes, and that's the first time you see how much taxes and shipping is. So I think they're adding something like that to the that's pre-order page, which is smart because that way there's should Again, be though, that's just something where if they just had a normal pre-order, like I have Shopify for Hagen's Alley for my books and they added a calculator to it. So like now, if you go buy the Switch Collector, it will give you the 970 to ship to the US or it does a calculator for USPS and it'll be like a dollar cheaper, I think, right now. Um, it might be more in the future depending on the fluctuation of... Of postage, but like you can literally see the calculation. 
So, mm. like, I mean, I guess they could do that with the pre-order and just charge shipping on the pre-order. <laughs> so it's like $5 plus shipping. Yeah. Like, but uh, they, it's complex, so they man. Also talk, they also <laughs> say that they initially weren't going to, but they wanted to honor the wishes and requests of the community who made it clear to us that the attraction of deluxe editions is in their collectability, and to be considered collectible, there has to be some sort of cap. So they decided to limit the number of deluxe editions to thirty five hundred for the Switch and twenty five hundred for PS four. So there, that's a new change. That there is a limit to how many they will make of that. Uh, they talked about also adding uh, collector certificates with all the deluxe games and feature unique serialization. And they also said that um, they didn't want anyone to feel out, feel left out. So they're also including it with the standard edition games as well. Those certificates aren't individually numbered. They're still equally awesome. Um, and there's actually two more things. So uh, Barry talked about that they added the regular editions for Guilty Gear, uh, which initially they only had both. Then they also said that some customers, especially those purchasing internationally, expressed concerns over shipping costs because of the collector tins. So they think that's a valid concern and are now offering the tins and the thin edition names separately or together at a discount in their new standard edition plus collector tin bundle option. And it's still also just $5 to pre-order. So it looks like they're making a number of changes based on feedback, which is good. I mean, if this is the feedback from the community, then that's what you have to go with. Yeah. No, I, I mean, think it's. I think they're what they're doing is very good. Smart. And I mean, I pre-ordered all three games on day one, and <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for was it Whispering Willows? I think is their fourth game that they had teased, but hasn't gone live yet. But you know, I'm back, and I mean, like, I'm behind them. I like them. They're very yeah. friendly and personable on mm-hmm. on social media on all the platforms I've seen them on. You know, they're collectors and gamers just like us. And when you talk to them, it's like, you don't even feel like you're talking to a company. It's just it's just a person that's just having fun with you. So to me, that's always a good indication of, uh, I think, I think, I think they'll be fine. I think they yeah. just need to get their first three games out and they should be okay. Yeah, I, I think that's what it really is, is. They need to get the foot out the door and say, look, yeah. we're legit. Here's our games. Our games are there. Then people will be more apt to, oh, what are they putting out? What right. are they putting out? Because if you, if you, I remember it was uh, strictly limited. I think it was started with like Tokyo Forty Two, and people were mm-hmm. like, "What the heck is this? This isn't going to be anything. Like, this is, is this really a thing?" And, and granted, it, that took forever to sell out. If it ever did sell out, but enough people bought it that it was like, "All right, they shipped it. All right, well, it's their next game next." And they started slowly, and now look at the titles they've got. Um, so, I think that's it's a snowball effect. As long as they they handle these first three games well. The remaining games are going to be great. I'm really happy that they're doing these updates and they're following, you know, through with their word uh, because they were quiet for so long. And I, I think that they are really connecting with the, the fans again. I mean, they've been very nice on mm-hmm. Twitter. They've been nice with their emails. They've been, they've been really out there, and that's that's really imperative. And it's kind of like what First Press did with the Holy World, where they were having delays with the three pack and. That said, you know what? Just in good faith, this is our first one. We're going to ship it to everybody. Yeah, I think that sat well with so many people, and uh, like mm-hmm. one print games, like I'm waiting for my third, you know, the the three pack to come in, and I don't even know if I'm ever going to get that. Well, to be fair, the Death Square didn't go live for pre-order yet. I know, but it's it's almost one of those things where if it doesn't go live, if something happens, you know. It's, so, a, it's a risky thing. <laughs> I will say this. Like, I, I like one print games. You know, I, I talked to them, and I've obviously had no issues, and they're always, they're always uh, responsive to me. But my just philosophy with a new company 
regardless if they have a triple pack, double pack, I always buy the first one separately because in my mind, and this is not, you know, I'll use Warren as the example. Let's say we knew that they were going to go under. Initially, I thought like when they got to that point, we'd at least have seen one game. And if I had pre-ordered that one separately, maybe that one would get picked by the system and then it would get shipped out as opposed to people who did the triple or pre-ordered all three of them at once. So my, my thing is with like a new company, I always just at least get the first one by itself. That way there's no holdups. And if it gets released, I get that one. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with the, the future ones. But you just you just went for all three to save on shipping and uh, and you will get it. I mean, one print, you will get it, but you're going to wait. Yeah. I'm in the same Yeah, point. And it's, it's one of those things now where it's, especially with this whole COVID world, is it worth waiting <clears throat> and saving on shipping right now? Or is it better to... To get it all individually, but then I, three packages that could be lost as opposed to one. Ironic, ironically, I pay more now, like through PlayAsia. I just bump it up to whatever the most expensive shipping is because I get it in three days as opposed to possibly like a month, two months, three months now. And I'm like, I just want to have the game, especially if it's an international game that I can't get anywhere else. I'm just eating the cost for shipping just so I know I have it. Wait, hold on, JP. Let me do a Google. F-O-M-O, FOMO. Yep, there's JP's picture. <laughs> Fear of missing I'm out, fine. JP. <laughs> no, it's F-O-G-L, fear of getting lost. Yeah. yeah not missing out. It's readily available, but I'm just afraid that I'm never going to see it. Yeah, I mean, look at the Naruto that we both ordered. Oh, my God. Shop for Mega, was it Shop for Megazord? Was yeah, it? so yeah. I... I haven't gotten that. I did get my Snooker 19 Gold Edition that I ordered after Naruto from that. I haven't gotten that either. <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? I emailed them, and I was like, hey, I paid the extra like $3 shipping because I wanted it early. And they were like, we're so sorry. And I, I forget exactly what they said, but they're like, oh, it looks like uh, Sasuke activated the Sharingan and then got it lost. And I was like, that is worth the delay. I like your humor. But they refunded me the, the shipping balance, and they just told me to just keep in contact. And they're very good. I mean, I've had this issue like once in the entire time I've ordered from them and they're very quick to, you know, issue the refund. They don't give you any hassle, but yeah, like a game like that, I just can't get anywhere else. And it's just, Wait, I just want to have it before it's lost. You, you, you got in your, uh, your Olympic game too, right? Yeah. So I got, so <laughs> poking the bear. it says poking the berry episode. You got to poke in the JP episode. <laughs> so as we all know, Barry found an English, he bought the English cover to the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. That I didn't even know existed. And it was out everywhere. Couldn't get it. I had the Japanese cover. I had the Asian cover. And PlayAsia put the English cover back in stock like two weeks ago. And they were like, oh, we're going to get stock in two to four weeks. So I, I pre-ordered it. I paid the super fast shipping. And earlier this week, I got an email saying, it's shipping. And I said, great. I'm finally going to get it. And it comes in. I open it up. And it's not the English cover. It's like the Japanese cover again. So I emailed them and I said, hey, your website shows the picture. And it's literally like the same one as you that says English in the corner. So I knew it wasn't like a stock photo. And they're like, let us check into it. They come back to me and go, like, oh, yeah, the, the distributor just sent us the Japanese covers. And I'm just like, I cannot get this game anywhere. <laughs> like this one cover I just want <laughs> and nobody has it except for Barry. And now you want it even more because you can't get it. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> now I know it's like my one shot and I was like, ha I, I got it. And it's now I had two copies think, of this. I think Jeffrey is really loving this to be honest with you. <laughs> Especially I since I, I got in my English copy this week. So it's great. Of which game? 
of that game. I'm not ordering it, by the you know, way. What's funny is when, when you guys were both looking for it and you went to the eBay seller that I bought it from and they had one left, Jeffrey's like, I'm buying it. And JP's like, all right, I'll get it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> That's See, I'm true. a nice guy. Did he ever respond to you? No, he never responded, no. and he's still away, but it still has that one there, and I, you could maybe try adding it to your card again. Maybe you could buy it. Ooh. Yeah. One day. <laughs> one day. for you, but he, here, he's always away. Here's how I see it. The minute they announce a U.S. release, I don't care about that one anymore. It literally means nothing to me. But if it doesn't come, or if we get one, and it's literally 2021 Olympics, yeah, I'm going to want that English cover. So... We're going to see what Sega does. That's really up to them and how well, you know, we all make well, it out of we this. We do know that the Olympics officially are postponed until 2021. So odds are if it does hit our shores, it will be the 2021. Correct. Uh-huh. All right, odds, moving on. Odds are. So, so now we can go to the next news piece. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was an interesting uh, tweet that we saw um, from Josh from Limited Run Games that basically talked about... Um, like it was like name something that you've had an impact on or something like that. I don't know the exact verbiage, but he mm-hmm. was talking about creating a business model that has so many people doing it that he's lost count. So he's actually saying, you know, that you know, starting Luminar on games and there's so many people doing it that he's lost count. Um, which is awesome, by the way. He started. I think they started like a year after I started my book publishing, which is blows my mind. And they've exploded to the point where they're like the de facto for limited companies. Um, but interesting, a guy was like, I, I think JP and I talked, and I think he was trolling. But there's somebody on there that goes, well, um, actually, um, <laughs> you have, uh, what was it, the uh, <laughs> Retro City Retro City Rampage from V-Blank uh, sold out and caused the fear of missing out first before you. And, and What about Class of Heroes 2 on the uh, PSP? Well, here's my question. What about Commodore 64 and creating such a shortage of the big box packaging back in the 80s that they caused a whole bootleg scene to erupt? Like, I mean, there's... <laughs> I mean, it's however, comma, what Josh responded with was classic, which was literally, um, so that's one game from a publisher who's still publishing games. Like we are releasing multiple games for multiple publishers, which now a lot of people are doing. So like I a hundred percent agree with Josh and he, he, he responded perfectly to the troll. Um, but also like, were they the originators of the FOMO of the limited release like you have what what you just said barry like you have those games too so you have v blank you have what did you say class of heroes class of heroes 2 on the psp was uh yeah and that that was buttoned by the publisher and then they did it on ps3 Mm -hmm. and that sold out and then they reprinted it on ps3 and made it like a different color now i can kind of relate with the point that the troll was making they just went about it wrong and i think that the um Retro City Rampage was a, a big deal that it sold out, and a lot of people wanted that game. So it kind of created a little bit of the JP FOMO. Um, however, everybody forgets Amiibos. People were lining up around the damn block to get yep. the latest Amiibo release. It was the time. So any of classic. Exactly, and yep. Limited Run was in the right place at the right time with the right business model, and they hit it perfectly. And 
then nowadays you're seeing all the companies pop up because they're me too, me too. And some have great business plans and are knocking out of the park. Other ones, you got your warned that jumped in and realized, oh, yeah, this isn't this isn't gonna work somehow, and they kind of disappear and don't even respond to anybody. Um, but the thing is, is that in the end, because of limited run, we all win because we're getting more physical games. Like. Yep. I'm great. I love it. I love all the different companies. I love the super rare awesome boxes that I always talk about. I like that one print is sending even like demo games over to JP that he can show to the community. Hey, they're actually printing it. So they're, you know, they're a new company, but they got a game out and we're getting more and more digital only games that I've been covering in the damn Switch Collector that I want to see physically. We're getting more and more announced every week. And you're going to tell at the end of this episode, like, there are so many games coming out, it's hurting my pocketbook because they're good ones, too. They're all ones that I want to get, and I'm picky. And not to say that any games that are released are bad, I'm just picky. And because I can only afford so many, but like, it starts off with, you know, the Blaster Master that just killed my pocketbook, but then there's like 20 more games, not 20, but there's like a crap ton of more games that just got announced for like the next three days. And I'm like, oh, and I want them all. Ugh, gross. What do you guys think about the limited run games thing? And JP's been a little quiet. Oh no, I was just reading through what Josh wrote, and yeah, you know, like I said, he you could he, read it since I paraphrased. <laughs> yeah, he said they only publish their own game, which is significantly different from establishing a numbered collectible series and publishing numerous games developed by others. Yeah. We also started in 2015. Their Vita release came after I was already well into the process on breaching clear. If you want to die on this hill, you're going to have to say Gaijin Works and Jason Rohrer actually had this idea first because yeah. Class of Heroes and Diamond Trust of London both got small limited prints before RCR. But again, both of those examples were games developed by the people releasing them. Neither had established a model of numbered collectible releases from other publishers and developers. Just to clarify, because I posted this for another response, I'm not claiming to have pioneered the idea of limiting production numbers on a game. That's an idea that stretches back decades. There is much more exactly. to our overall model than that. A critical part of it is publishing games that were not internally developed and placing those games into an ongoing numbered collectible series. It's amazing. And that's the thing. Like They started off, though, exactly like V-Blank because they were just literally looking to release some of their games as a last-ditch effort uh, to save their company. And then it went like gangbusters, and then Josh had that model, and it blew up, and it was awesome. Like I, I love that. And I, I actually didn't read those, those extra responses, JP. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, the, the limited stuff goes all the way back to the 80s. Like, it's it's heavy. And and also, you have to realize, like, when somebody says a limited publisher, I mean, mm-hmm. who really is the first name that people think of? Yeah. Like, I like V-Blank. Don't get me wrong. I bought their two games for the Switch. But everybody thinks limited run. I mean, that's that's the impact that they've had, uh-huh. whether they were first or not in in you know people's eyes and, and their definition. Yep. Like everybody immediately will say, you know, who's a limited publisher for the you know that's out there? Limited run games. Like everybody knows that name. And uh-huh. yeah, there's a lot of companies, but I guarantee you, 99% of people know limited run. Yeah, they're like the they're Kleenex. doing something right. <laughs> yeah. You know, what would you say the they're band-aid. like there? They're like the Kleenex or Band Aid. Coca-Cola. You know, well, Coca-Cola to a lesser extent, but how many people say I need a Band-Aid? Like, it's adhesive bandages, or, oh, give me a Kleenex. Oh, I forgot you're up, in, to, you're up on the East Coast. They call it Coke I have to make here. a Xerox. <laughs> they call all soda yeah, Coke exactly. down here. Yeah, I need to make a Xerox. <laughs> like, so, 
you're right. Limited Run is definitely in that boat. And in a way, kind of a funny way, Nintendo was too back in, you know, in yeah. the 80s. Everything mm-hmm. was Nintendo, you know. Uh-huh. Sega was Nintendo. Atari was Nintendo. Like, so, so it's true um, what he said, you know. Like then, and I, I mentioned Class of Heroes too. He mentioned it. Gaijin Works. I forgot the name of the, the mm-hmm. publisher, but you know, and Diamond Trust of London is another one. There, there. What what Limited Run did was revolutionary for the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. and what it. One thing it did is it showed that there was a market for physical games when so many people were pushing towards digital. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, in the end of the day, the, the digital people may outweigh us and outnumber us, and that's fine. Um, but there's still a market. And as long as there's a market, that means there's profitability. And as mm-hmm. long as there's profitability, companies will produce games. So yeah, as long as you know systems have optical drives or card slots or any type of physical media... Uh, we're, we'll be good, and these companies will survive. These companies will flourish. And my only problem with them, and all these ones popping up, is when we have double dips. And mm-hmm. Red Art and Strictly Limited have been the two big ones that have really double dipped. And PlayAsia did a little bit with Limited Run, a couple of their releases. But I really, I really don't like the double dips. I, I think it's kind of annoying to have the double dips. Um, Can you say that one more time? It's annoying to have the double dips. Double dips. Double, Double dips. dips. <laughs> <laughs> Pokes the berry. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. The Vita would not have as big of a, a collection in its library. Oh, no. If no. it was I mean, I, I don't collect for the Vita, but Mm-mm. I mean, I remember at one point, Doug, I think, had given the number of how many, like, out of the entire collection, like, the percentage of what was limited run. And it's, it's impressive. I mean, people... Oh. Like that system stayed alive because of them, and to a lesser extent, uh, Play Asia. Play, yeah, they, they, are, they were the number one publisher on the Vita, uh-huh. and, wow. and I think that's great. And the Vita has a lot of not so much hidden gems, but just games that didn't get a real fair chance. Mm-hmm. And Limited Run was able to provide that. Even even titles like you know what are did last last uh, week, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. You know when that came out, I was like, oh man. And I contacted them through the Kickstarter. I, is this going to be on the, the physical? And they said, no, because it's a different publisher. I'm like, oh, I'd love this physically. And mm-hmm. sure enough, uh, you know, Limited Run stepped in. And Ritual of the Night, our game that we'll be talking about, was supposed to be on the Vita and the Wii U. And it, it, it wasn't. It was canceled, but Curse of the Moon got in the Vita. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the only physical bloodstain for Vita. And it's great mm-hmm. that Limited Run was able to do this. Um, I just wish Sony didn't shut down the Vita plant because there would be more Vita games from Limited Run. Yeah, I'm just I just hope that Nintendo never shuts down the Switch plant. Oh, <laughs> it all depends on me. Don't ever flip that Switch, Nintendo. The difference is the Vita didn't sell nearly as well as the Switches right now, so I think yeah. we're pretty safe. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And I mean, Nintendo is still producing NES parts up until the 2000s. By the way, yeah, <laughs> they just stopped doing some of those retro consoles so it'll be a, a good thing as long as they can still make money they'll still be doing the parts which will be great yeah. for us because we can continue collecting it while we're old old and crusty <laughs> you gotta put you gotta put quotes around that they're great for us <laughs> <laughs> i love it i don't know about you but i'm okay it with never it. ends it never ends that's the so Jeffrey, did you have another uh update um, the, of, the other news piece that I had, it was something that Barry actually brought to the table um, about 
the Nintendo Ambassador Program is apparently doing some changes. I know um, there was a tweet by Wood Hawker saying that like like he was removed from the program or something, and along with a bunch of other creators. Um, not sure how many, but it's it'd be interesting to see if like they're getting rid of it because I know JP, you've contacted them in the past because you're JP Switch Mania. Um, I am. So like it would be interesting because if anybody should be a Dagon ambassador, it's JP Switch Mania. Like you are the go-to guy that makes us all spend money. So like, like why would Nintendo not make you an ambassador? I don't get it. Well, but, thank you. But I agree. But, like, if they're changing the program, maybe it'll be for the better where it'll actually go to a, a different algorithm and then, like, Wood will get his ambassador program back and others will, too, that are actually doing beneficial work for Nintendo. Because he does beneficial work for Nintendo. Like, he's always promoting their stuff. And, you know what I mean? It's like, it's basically like, you know, if I make extra books and I give copies to for people to promote, like, that's what it is. It's a It's a business thing. It almost seems like the like it wasn't really doing much, and I only say that based on uh, his la- one of his last tweets he did, uh, which was, as I said, no, literally nothing will change for me. In the last year, Nintendo sent me two review codes, Dragon Quest XI-S and Minecraft Dungeons, both of which I bought physically for myself and gave away the codes. Uh, so it's like, hey, uh, in, in a year... And Nintendo Ambassador gets two codes. Like that's, that's really weird. not a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I actually thought that was pretty surprising too. That you know they're not sending even out much stuff. Like, but yet I've seen a lot of people getting lots of stuff on their YouTube channels. Maybe it's just what they post. They just post a lot or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I Nintendo has always been very. Uh, the way they, they operate is usually one step forwards, two steps backwards, which is you just dissect Animal Crossing. You could see it across the board. But uh, it, Paula they've, they've, never, they've never been uh, you know, really in touch with their community when it comes to social media and, and when it comes to any type of promotions. They had the whole YouTube thing, which, which alienated so many popular YouTubers when really it's just free advertising for them. They've mm-hmm. since retracted that. Um, they, maybe they realized the ambassador program was just alienating, uh, you know, smaller, you know, people on Twitter that love Nintendo and just want to talk about Nintendo and people weren't giving them the time of day because they're not quote unquote ambassadors. Uh, or, or, I mean, I, it could also be like people like us or even JP where it's like, he should be an ambassador yet. He sees all these other people posting it and it's kind of disappointing. Like they just want to avoid yeah. the disappointment. Like maybe. I, I mean, I'm disappointed for JP. I can imagine him. <laughs> no, JP absolutely should be an ambassador. Well, was that JP? <laughs> I'm staying optimistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is that they'll probably, knowing Nintendo, they'll probably roll out some kind of new program. They'll call it something new, and it'll do something beneficial for them. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, again, they're a business, but, like, they're also really good with their community. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes and as long as it's not nintendo of america could yeah. you imagine them uh, retweeting my weekly release post oh my god that'd be great i feel bad for all the people that didn't know about all these games that all these companies are putting out dude your last know? post last week was like a damn oh, wall of news I, <laughs> I have to say last week's post was the first time i ever put like news that you may have missed and it's really not like you know, like this game got announced it's more like 
these limited companies. Like that's really what I'm trying to focus on because I can't keep up with like, you know, game XYZ just got announced from this publisher, like, you know, mass retail. So I just do the limited stuff. But I have over a thousand views on my weekly release post and my previous record was like 600. Holy cow. And I didn't do anything different. I, I shared it the same amount of times. But I started. Do, I'm starting to do this now, like every week. So I'm going through it now, and I'm going through my feed because I share everything. So I'm, I'm going all the way back to like Sunday, and I'm like, okay, what was announced? Like Dispatch Games updates, special reserves today just announced. You know more details about Mother Russia bleeds. We saw the cover from Limited Run Games. Like all of these things I'm putting in, and you know it's, I feel great that I'm able to provide that to people because I know they. How you know, much people time do does that visit. take you, JP? It took me. Four to five hours to do my weekly report, weekly release crap. post last week. Like, yeah. I appreciate that you actually take that time. Yep. By the way, like nobody probably tells you enough, but like Thank that's you. a lot Absolutely. of freaking work, man. Like, yeah, you know real. what though, I like I, you disappear I on Sundays. I know, or or Saturday nights. I know why. Saturday nights is when like the kids go to bed. and I'm like, I just want to play a game, and I'm like, nope, I didn't work on it during the week because I work. So I just I make some coffee, I put my headphones on, and I literally just copy paste like the stuff that stays the same week to week and then i literally go through 14 websites i get the links the images i go through twitter feeds i go through emails and like to me it, it like i realized like i left some stuff out this past week because odd world um stranger's wrath hd did come out in the u.s it's the, the standard edition is actually coming out on the 9th but the amazon shipped out the the, their limited edition so i have to update that i didn't get to put in the details yet for gunlord x for tomorrow because they didn't have them at the time so i still go back on like the current ones updates. and i'll update <laughs> so i will still put out like another like updated one for this week still um i'll add blaster master zero because we had all the details and it came out today for pre-order so yeah it's a lot of work but i like it and fun fact is that not every link is an affiliate link i'm only affiliate to amazon and play asia so when I post Best Buy, GameStop, you know, all these other sites, I don't make any money off of them. So I, I don't want people to think like I only do this because I make like a few cents off of every order. It's not that at all. It's just I want to be kept in the loop of what's coming out. And I figured everybody else wants to also. So it's a win-win. Well, and the JP effect, too. Yeah. And what true. I mean by that is That's true. Uh, just, just, just recently, I mean, you, every time you post like the Xenoblade, collector's editions either sold out within seconds when you, <laughs> including including just earlier with amazon uk which i did get that one you did um yeah i did good, i mentioned yeah, that um good. like far lap when i shared that you shared it and instantly sold out <laughs> yep. with with the whole thing with horizon uh, chase turbo yep. where pm sent you the thing and uh, sure enough it sold out right away you so. know what's funny though um, <laughs> here's the funny thing i so um horizon chase turbo was up for like a month on that site and i posted it like when it went live i and they had still like x number of copies available and then it sold out and everyone was like uh it's already sold out and i'm thinking this wasn't the first like day that they launched it but it's funny but it just goes to show people don't catch everything and that's why i do what i do is that my goal is just that nobody misses a game if they want it and it still happens unfortunately but hopefully hmm. more people are able to get it so it's, i like it like with the amazon uk um, for the Xenoblade, somebody messaged me, and, I, and on Twitter, I thanked them. I, I took their name off on Facebook, but they let me know. They're like, hey, it's back up. I shared it, and I see so many people going, like, finally got one. I didn't think I was going to get one. Hopefully, they don't cancel the shipment, yeah. but, like, I, I like seeing that. Like, I'm happy, like, people are able to get it. Don't have to go to eBay, pay, like, three times the fee. Um, so that's, that's what well, my see, channel I has actually, been about. I actually bought the Steelbook on eBay, 
And then I saw that, and I actually contacted the the person and asked if I can cancel, and they canceled the order. Oh, and I'm nice. just hoping that Amazon UK doesn't cancel like Amazon Spain oh, does. Yeah. No. So, so speaking of the JP effect, <laughs> um, did you guys both get in your manuals, your custom manuals? Yes. No, I've I've been in contact with the guy every day because I'm like the only person that has not gotten it in yet that he shipped out to. So we're we're good. Like we're waiting like another week, and then he's gonna reship it with tracking this time. But I told him I said, listen, as soon as they come in, I'm allowed to talk about it on the show because we all want to have it exactly. Okay. So he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm so sorry, I have no idea what's going on. I said, listen, I've got stuff that still hasn't arrived, so it's not you at all. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think it's probably going to come in the next week or so if Barry got his because we're close by and it shipped yeah, out. Yeah, but you got time. your Samurai Showdown like that's, last a week and a half ago, and mine's still in France, and we were yeah. right next to each other. Yeah, I, I mean, have, it's I the JP effect. It it's the JP you know, effect funny, though, because we talked about it on the playcast, and it, it's like oh, yeah, JP it just out. tweeted it out while we were recording, and it sold out before we were done recording. Like, and, on, on that guy's site. <laughs> and listen, as I always say, if you make cool stuff for Nintendo for the Nintendo Switch, let us know. We will talk about it. if we think it. it's cool, I will happily share that, because there's a good chance other people think mm. it's cool, too. You know, what, you know what you happily shared, which I thought was awesome, was is the um, the guy who makes Pin Switch made a yeah. few more. And he made one for, um, what was it, Devil's... Uh, yeah, Devil's Tilt. Demon's Devil's Tilt. He made tilt. One. Demon's Tilt. Demon's Tilt. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he did so a Tron cool. one also. He had like a cool Tron design on it. But yeah, it, and then he posted to, mine because my my Mario one's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's that's an awesome awesome accessory. Yeah, I, I, I was actually playing it this week, and I saw you post it. I was like, ooh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's he tagged me an indie pinball chick who she was the one who initially told me like tagged me and let me know about it, and then I started talking to the guy. But he tagged me on Twitter and said what are some designs or images that you think would be cool? So she mentioned a lot of like classic pinball games. I mentioned Nintendo stuff. So like I thought Zelda would be cool. A Pokemon one would what be cool. What did I mention? You mentioned... Pinbot. That would be pinbot, amazing yeah. to get a pinbot. Like, that's like one cool. of my favorites. I got a, I got a classic picture from a Ottumwa, Iowa arcade meetup that mm-hmm. I did back in 2014 when I launched my company. I did it with mm-hmm. the Walter Day Group, and I was I got a picture with some of the dudes from King of Kong. Um, no. <laughs> like, around Pinbot. We were playing the crap out of that. We were trying to set a world record on it. Like, <laughs> nice. Amazing. But yeah, I would love to see Pinbot. Speaking of playing things, should we get into our game of the episode? Uh, since we're about almost an hour in, yeah, I think yeah. we should. <laughs> I was looking at it like, wow, that was awesome. We had a lot of, we went off on a big tangent on uh, the physicality one, and it was pretty awesome. I was surprised you started with news and updates. I thought we were doing the game first. No, we we've been doing news for the last few oh, episodes, okay. but well, I mean, I, yeah, and and because we Barry and I both know that JP didn't play <laughs> this game at all, we kind of wanted to let JP do a little bit of talking before we. You took <laughs> pictures of the box. Ah, oh, you took pictures of <laughs> the box. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and and I, he tweeted out that he was going to get kicked off if he didn't play it. But did you play it? Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Well, this is why I called it the uh, I Poked the Berry episode. Yeah, you did. I had every intention of starring it, and then I had a two-and-a-half-hour work meeting at, like, 10 at night, and that just yeah. shot my whole evening. So, yeah, I, I, it's still sealed. Damn it. Uh, well, guys, it's been a fun run, 51 <laughs> episodes, minus, like, a handful I wasn't there for. 
signing off. Finally records correctly. JP Switchmania. JP takes a poop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's jump in. Um, So the game of the episode is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, um, developed by Art Play, published by 505 Games, uh, produced by the legendary Koji Igarashi. This was part of a giant Kickstarter campaign. And essentially, Koji Igarashi was involved in Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and among other games, of course, um, and kind of helped establish the basis for the quote-unquote Metroidvania genre. So um, this was an interesting one because it was also released on Kickstarter on the same time as Mighty Number no. 9, which also had a similar like original uh, director or producer um background and everybody was very pessimistic about this game because mighty number nine didn't meet expectations um let's do a little bit of painting the um wallpaper so um the igarashi koji igarashi conceived the game after his departure from konami in 2014 um prompted by numerous fan requests for him to make another metroidvania type game Used Kickstarter, which released more than $5.5 million in backers, uh, making it one of the most funded video game campaigns on the platform. Um, And it's a retro-style companion that we covered last episode in episode 50 that was developed by Integrates. The plot of Bloodstained is it takes place in 18th century England in the Industrial Revolution, uh, fearing the loss of their influence over the wealthy patrons, an alchemy guild researched methods to summon demons and create shard binders. It's kind of how you get your abilities in the game. Humans forcibly fused with demonically charged crystals that attuned them to their powers. These shard binders were sacrificed by the guild to summon demons from hell in what was meant to be a scarce tactic, but instead brought uncontrollable destruction that wiped out the guild and much of England until the church was able to banish them. Um, so basically, um, of the Shardbenders, only one named Gebel survived. He ends up being your antagonist of the game, quote-unquote. I'm using quotation fingers, Barry. Um, and, <laughs> and another Shardbinder, the main protagonist, Miriam, who um, is spared due to falling into an unnatural slumber before she could be sacrificed. So essentially, your... Um, both Miriam and Gebel, Jebel, however you want to say it, were both playable in Curse of the Moon, along with Alfred, who is an alchemist. Um, now, is he alchemist, or is he a wizard, or something like that? He's like, like a that? wizard. Like a, he's, he's in this game, too. Yeah, he's a surviving member of the Alchemy Guild, <clears throat> I'm looking down now. Um, so, and then, also, Zangetsu, the swordsman, is also in there. Um, he's a demon hunter from the Far East who distrusts the Shardbinder powers. Um, playing through this one, I have a little bit of a history because when it first was released, I, when I first got it, I was before I moved from Texas, I played it. Um, the first place that you get to in the game that's what I call the character builder is the first fight versus Zangetsu. Um, unless you um, like grind beforehand, like when you get there, <clears throat> it's like, all right, no crap now. Now you get to learn the tactics because he's going to own you. Um, and it was really cool. Really fun. I finally made it through and beat him, um, which was super satisfying. 
And then, and then like a little bit after that, I got lost. I had no clue where to go. And me being the um, stubborn gamer that I am, I didn't want to use a guide. So playing this for the episode, I'm like, well, I need to look up what the heck to do. Um, it's literally like tiny little path that I need to hit. And then I finally got the double jump and then the whole game just opened up and I got all the way to the final end boss, not the final end boss, but the the real end boss that's not Gebel. I don't know if we were going to spoil it. We usually do. I'll let Barry spoil oh, you, it. Oh, you, you went all the way to the, the true boss. I went, so, yeah, because if you go, you can go straight to Gebel and kill him or whatever, and then it, you get a bad ending, and then they kind of hint at who the, the real end boss is, and then you go around, do more stuff, get Zangetsu's blade, you go there, you can kill Gebel again, and then you still get another bad ending. But then you cut the moon, which is amazing, and then the true enemy, which you already know who it is by then with the story, because they, they reveal it. It's Gremory or something like that is the um is the main character. It's like a big demon. Um and basically I got to Gremory, uh fighting her. I it looks like a her. I, th I think it's a her. Um um and my wife because like I was playing a game with my daughter Right, and she was using our Pro Switch Pro Controller. We synced it to my Switch, and we were playing. My wife grabbed the Switch Pro Controller, didn't know this. I'm fighting Gremory, almost beat her, and she activates it and messes up my game, and it kills oh, me. No. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm God, done. I love family. I'm done, because <laughs> I know that's not the final boss. Like, there's still um, a big twist, which I saw a mile away um basically there's a big twist that the demon gremory isn't even the, the final main yeah but there's one more boss after there's that. a manipulator in there that you're working with the whole time and you you actually see it coming from a mile away it's awesome though it's a really cool reveal um what made me mad is my goal and this is what i told barry uh and jp <laughs> was my goal was to beat the true ending because then you can play, start the game as zangetsu and use the sword and go like carve up everybody and it's supposed to be like amazing because they kind of reworked the map so that way you can kind of get through with him and you don't even need to uh go through all the game you can kind of like skip around and stuff and i was looking forward to doing that and i was like damn so i didn't quite beat the game but i definitely put in in this playthrough like 12 hours this week so it is. Wow. I was obsessed, and it was great because oh. I I had company over over the weekend, so I couldn't do the Switch Mania Saturdays. I promise everybody that I will play it this week. Um, I will play the game of the week. Um, <laughs> this week on Switchopedia Saturdays. I, I promise I'll do it. But um, yeah, I absolutely love this game. Uh, and it's awesome. I'll I'll save the rest of uh, my finals for the end. But what about you, Barry? Uh, so yeah, when this game came out. As a Kickstarter, I had it right away, mm -hmm. and um, I was obsessed with this game. I, I think I spent like 30 hours or so just 100%ing the map and doing most of the quests and getting the true ending, and, and just I was, I was obsessed with farming souls because you have to, the shards, you got to power them up, you need nine of them to, to get like one part of it to max level, and then you have mm -hmm. to farm different items to level it up with the NPC. Which is fun. So you get that to level 9, so then you have like fun. level 9 uh, like times 2, and it's like insane, and like like the cool thing with the shards is like, if you have like katana experience, and you get that powered up to level 9, then like katana experience will give you, let's say, you know, like 
a hundred extra attack with with your katana, you now have that as a permanent thing. So even yeah. if you unequip it, you have a hundred bonus attack. But if you keep it equipped, you now have two hundred. It, it doubles it. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god! It's like I was building my setup, so I was doing this insane amount of damage. It took a lot of farming, but it was just a lot of fun to do. Um, I, I, I did it. find that um, I was like doing a lot of cooking. Um, because those meals were helping me because I didn't farm as much as you did. Um, I didn't use the meals. <laughs> oh, I had to because I kept on getting my butt beat. And I, I sent you guys a video where I was fighting a clone of Miriam and it got stuck and glitched in the wall and was like just running. And I literally was just waiting for my magic to recharge and hitting the magic. And it took like 40 minutes, but I beat her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even have to fight her. It was so like cheesy. I had to glitch I- it. There was a cure spell. Once I got the cure, I was using that. And there's like the one where you stand uh-huh. still, you get your know, HP back. So like I was using a lot of that. Like I'll just stand still for a little bit. Oh, that's cool though. And I, I did like the um the weaponry too, where you could do alchemy with that. And so yep. like I would get these big big old swords. Like I had this one lightning one that would le- electrify them. And I had a lightning, a fire, and an ice one. I combined them together and got this like master sword. And that's the one I was using until I got Zangetsu. So it was really fun. I, I I thought it was everything was like very excellently executed. I don't know about you. Oh, I but. agree. I, I and and the weapons all felt different. I was switching weapons. But I love Sympathy and Night. I think it's one of the best Castlevanias, but my personal favorites are the the Sorrow games, Aria and Dawn of Sorrow. And one of the reasons I like that is because Soma's ability to take the souls. And and this is the same thing. This is this is Symphony of the Night with the shards instead of souls uh, aspect of the you know the Sorrows game. So I really thought this was amazing. And then that was last year. And then I, I, you know, we had to go back for the playcast, and they just put out this update. Yeah, awesome! What a Convenient. perfect time. So, Convenient. so I went back. I went back to the game, and I'm like, "Let me start with Zengetsu. What? Where is Zengetsu? I have a clear file. Nope. You actually have to go back in and beat it again, even if you previously beaten it. I read that. Me, I read that. That irked me. <laughs> that irked me because I already cleared it. So now I had to go back in, and I had to relearn the game. Yeah. Just to beat the final boss again um and of course you know i did it but i i did notice they they nerfed my my wonderful paintings uh which i, I hate that they nerfed what, them. what does she what does she say when myself and my myself shadow and my shadow myself and oh, my yeah. shadow i kept my, doing that my <laughs> wife heard that in her dreams because i played it so much but now like now it, you have to do it every time you change screens, but when I beat it, it stayed with you. Oh, which was awesome! So you did it once, and you you can go through several screens without having to cast it Cause, again. Because I, I think it. I remember you last year telling me about that story, and so like I spent the whole time like, where was that part? And then I got that, and I I just happened to turn on that ability. And I'm like, oh, there it is! So I started using it all the time. Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> it is an awesome spirit, especially powered up to nine. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I beat it and I you know watched the ending again, and uh, now, now I can do Zengetsu. So I started that, and he plays insanely fast, and you can cheese so many mechanics because he's got this up thrust uh, with this sword that uses magic, hmm. but you can keep using it so you can just like fly through the sky. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it, it's awesome, but it does have one negative, which is um, the fact that the NPCs are gone. Mm. So there's no NPCs, and because of that, the only place I was able to find save or healing was in the save rooms. 
So, and with the, I was just experimenting, like, how, how work on a cheese? And, like, a lot of the dead ends in the game are, are there for, like, upgrades. And there are still some upgrades, but a lot of those upgrades aren't there anymore. So, like, you oh. go through all these hard enemies just to hit a dead end and go, oh, this was pointless. And then you, you turn around and you realize your, your HP is low. And, mm-hmm. like, like, a couple times I died just trying to get back to a save room. And after a few times, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I experienced this. I'm done. Uh, All I gotta say is, there's nothing more satisfying though than getting to a save point by the hair of your butt cheeks yeah. and barely like, saving. It's like, oh, I get a full save, like charging. It charges your magic and your health. And like, there was a, a couple times where I died. Right, like, and I was just because I'm looking around and I'm not using a guide, so I'm like lost as crap. And I'm like, oh man, and I got killed. And then like the next time I went a different way, and there's a safe place work right there. And I'm like, oh, oh I, I can continue left there. Yeah, and and I don't know how they did it, but they like did it counterintuitive to my play style. So like every time I went the wrong way initially. <laughs> and it's it's interesting, like going like I said, going through Circle of the Moon or Chris the Moon just uh, last last week, yeah. and seeing those bosses again, you know, like, in the 8-bit style versus the yeah. 16, like, the, the dragons and stuff. So I was the opposite, because I had played Curse of the Moon fully back in the day, and now I got to see the freaking dragon in the tower, like, the giant dragon that you're fighting, and then the blood uh, the blood the, girl, which I didn't see till after I got the bad ending, and then I went through, and oh, they were all there, and it was so cool. Like, the lightning dude that was zipping all around, and you get the yep. abilities from them, too, which is so cool. Yep. You can, like, zip around with the abilities. Like, I didn't get the final teleport ability, unfortunately, since I hadn't beaten um, Grimmery, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you had Grimmery, and then there's another boss after Grimmery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Yeah, and you get the teleport ability to go, through, like, a short distance ahead. Um, yeah, it's it's an awesome game, um, flat out, if you like Metroidvania games. It's, it's, it's one that shouldn't be missed. Um, and especially if your name is JP, it should not be missed. Yeah. I'll play it one day. No, you won't. That's okay. Won't. You won't play it. You know what? That guy who posted like he had 600 hours in the game. That yeah. ruined you. I know. I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> like, like when JP said that, I said, it's because it's that good. Like he's, the guy's not wrong. Like my goal, and it's going to be a long time until I get to it. When I revisit the game, all I'm going to do, and this prevents me from like, oh, I gotta go start again because I don't remember. I'm gonna go through and grind for a while before I go back to uh, Gremory and fight Gremory again. I'm just gonna go grind. I'm gonna max out my um, my shards because yeah. I hadn't done that. So like, my stuff's at level maybe three or four, and not nine. So once I do all of that, it's gonna oh. make things so much easier because I was almost beating it like with skill. <laughs> no, yeah, well, there's, like this, and there's so many ones that stack because like there's all the different weapons, but there's also elements, and then there's your familiar. Like I had the sword familiar. I uh, used the silver knight. Oh, yeah, the knight's cool too. But then yeah. you can max those to nine. Yeah, and then then power them up as well because again, there's and they each do different things. Like like uh, I think the cure, for example, like every time you get the cure spirit up to nine, the more you get the the faster or like a faster recharge is like the one over ticks. And then when you power it up at the NPC, the more HP you get per tick. So like at the end, it's like you're getting nine per tick, but you're getting like every second or every two seconds or something like that. When, but if you have like a level one, you're getting one per tick and you're getting it like every 10 seconds. So it's nowhere near as effective. And so there's a lot absolutely, of- um, secrets like shovel Knights oh, in the yeah. game. He's a bad yep. guy. And then you get a familiar, like and not familiar, yep. but, uh, an ability where shovel Knight will fling dirt at your enemies. <laughs> yep. 
I and, loved it when I saw and, him. And then I think when you get it to level nine, there's like a giant shovel that like crushes your bad guys or something like. Because awesome. yeah, like I mean, I I had to watch the ending because I knew I wasn't gonna get to it just so I could see what happened. And I'm like, yep, I know exactly. I saw that coming. Um, but, but yeah, that that's the beauty of it. And and the way like I played could be a hundred percent different than the way you played. Mm-hmm. And and all the spirits just like that's what I loved about the the sorrow games because they I felt they. They opened it up for customization, and I love customization yeah. games. You could play your way, what fits your play style. See, and and, this- and when I first played the game, I um when I first had it, I was like, I already played Curse, and I was like, okay, cool. So Miriam's the whip user. So when I found the first eight bit coin, uh, you find eight bit coins, you can like yep. buy this uber cool stuff. And I got a thorn, I got a whip, like this luminary whip thing, and I never used the whips. I hated them at that point because I actually my play style went toward the swords that were fast, and then later yep. on in the game was the giant two handed swords because then you can speed them up and it's fast. So I was I used using one handed to the katana, and then I used the katanas. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't start using the katanas until. I think it was I was using swords and then I, I like the sword mastery or something was like really hard to farm but the katanas were easier and then I got wow. a really good katana so I just farmed the katana masteries and like it was I did ridiculous amounts of damage. I like the, the, uh, the I did the great sword mastery so the great swords are two-handed ones and like literally it just covered so much like like you can, it could go through walls or floors a little bit and all that so it was it made traversing a lot easier. And I don't even know what level I was on at the end, but like I kept leveling up a little bit by little. I, I want to assume that I was probably very low level for getting to the end, um, just because I was continually making progress and enjoying it. It was that good yeah. where I'm like, well, I'm going to continue because I know we're playing it only this week. I want to get as far as I possibly can. Um, and I surprisingly got all the way to yeah. the, the end. Like I was like, this is good. And the second fight was Zangetsu. I had to like remember because I hadn't fought him in like a year. I had to remember like what I had to do the second time because he's way harder. And oh, yes. I died probably 20 times. That whole um, like Asian inspired play going up to him the second time was really tough too. Oh, it was so cool though. Like there's even the spots where you're going through like shadows with the Asian yes. um, with the Asian curtains going and you fight in the shadows with the guys. And like I fought Zangetsu and like. I like because he what he does is the second time you fight him he applies the different lightning fire and and ice and like he's literally just testing you to prove your worth so you can get his sword and it's just such a cool piece because he like killed me so many times and I didn't go back and grind I just kept on fighting and by the one more time in my butt hair I beat him and I'm like all right it's time to go go fight the end boss now um cut down the moon and all that deal and it was so cool like it's that's so something cool. I forgot to mention. When you play as Zangetsu, you actually get to do that with your sword. You push R and it applies the fire, then the lightning, then the water, and then nothing. <sighs> so you can actually, ch- and it's unlimited. It's not like you have to keep applying. So you apply the fire sword, you can keep fire sword the whole time. Oh, you just cheese people. That's so cool. <laughs> I love doing like lightning for some reason and just electrocuting. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was actually disappointed when I had to upgrade to the that master sword when I was doing it because I was like, man, I just like the lightning one, but it was so much more powerful. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to upgrade my my lightning great sword to the the big great sword. <sighs> but so what I want to know is did we sell JP on the game? <laughs> no, no. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Yes, no. you did. No, it, no, it sounds like a great game. I'm not knocking it, it all. I, I don't even have like 400 hours in Rocket League, so. No, no. I like I, like I said, I beat it in 30 I, hours. How many hours did you beat it in? 
30 total. So I like got I to the it. end boss in about 14 or 15. That's about yeah, how many hours I put in total. It was you about could 14. do it as much as you want to, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's a Metroidvania, so essentially you grind as much as you want to. I know you like to collect everything, JP, so that's a tough one. But I didn't know the reason why, the real reason why JP um, didn't play is he got sucked into Evil Land 2. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I don't blame him. Like, we honestly, we should do that for a playcast in the future. I know we got mm-hmm. a few games lined up until then because Xeno's coming out. Like, it has, I don't have it yet, but it's coming out. I'm, I'm my problem with my... Evil Land is I can't open my copy because that damn thing is just shot up in value. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you going to resell it? No, but... Then open it. And Play open your it. damn games. <laughs> or, you know it's... what? Here's an even easier thing. Go to the eShop and just download it. I, I might have to do that just because it's it's <laughs> tough for me to say. Let me throw $100 down the drain just by pulling this little Why? tab. But here's here's how Shannon <laughs> always explained it to me. If you're not going to sell it, it doesn't matter oh, yeah. what it's worth. Yeah, that that I that I agree with, but like I have like for example I have like Fire Emblem Path of Radiance on GameCube sealed. Like I'm just not gonna open that. Like we're <laughs> not gonna play it. Don't open it. But we're gonna play Evil Land. Yeah, we, we need to. And I I did the same thing JP did where I played through Evil Land one and then got to two and I stopped. JP Evil never Land stopped. Like five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, JP never <laughs> stopped and he got sucked in and like uh, that's I'm like sixteen and a half hours <laughs> in. I know I'm near uh, the end. I'm so mad because like, he keeps on talking about the different genres he gets to play. Uh, and I'm like, I didn't even get to that part, and I'm like, damn, I want to play, but I'm not gonna do it till we play it for the playcast. Yeah, so, I'm not gonna say like, anything about it though. But I'm not gonna do it till we do it for the playcast because I wanna. I want to actually like focus on our next games and stuff. So um, obviously, I I think you recommend the game, Barry. Yes, hundred percent. Think Ritual yeah. of the Night is one that oh. if you like Metroidvania, you should play this game. Period. Well, and I say that like it started very rough on the Switch. The first time I played it, I even checked some bookshelves and my Switch crashed. Like everything has been updated with the up. With the different updates that they've released, the graphics are almost on par with PS4 and Xbox One when you're playing it on docked mode. Because um, I played it also on the Xbox One. It's very close now for being on the Switch. It's awesome. Um, adding all these upgrades, and they're still doing a cooperative mode. Like, oh my goodness, if that ever comes out, and it was one of the stretch goals, if, if the cooperative mode ever comes out and we can play online, like Barry and I are just going to jump in and he can save my ass and I can beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> you. you can carry me through the end of this damn game. Let's you'll, do it. You'll just hear a lot of myself and my shadow. <laughs> myself and my shadow. Like both of us do it at the same time. <laughs> no, I, I'm assuming one of us has to play as Zangetsu. Um, but that's such a cool thing that they've taken the idea let Iga do it and did it correctly in his style um obviously it was going to be a little bit rough because you know they're under a microscope you you can never succeed immediately under a microscope we've seen other companies doing that with their giant space exploration games and it get like i can't remember the one it was on (laughs) xbox what was it called are you talking No Man's Sky? Yeah, No Man's Sky got like dragged through the mud to the point where everybody thinks it sucks, and now they've done so many upgrades, it actually is what they promised, and like nobody's playing it because they, they had such a, a bad microscope. Yep. Like it's it's weird. I haven't even played it yet. I I'm waiting for the price to drop a little for the physical, and then I'll pick it up because I just I think it sounds interesting. And this is the same deal where a lot of people are comparing it to Mighty Number no. Nine or whatever. Like, no, dude, oh, this no. is like a, the second coming of you know, the Symphony of the Night, Castlevania-style gameplay. And and it has a very unique narrative woven into it that's interesting. 
And it's really complex to jump into it, too. Like, you jump in, you're like, man, all these damn complex names and all this liberal like book that you have to do and all this weird stuff. And then as you play, though, and you get into it, it's like, oh, this is deep, and it's actually fun because I'm not a big fan of, like, crafting and, and stuff like that in my games. Like, even the cooking in Zelda, I never even really got into it much except for survival. But in here, the alchemy was, like, pretty fun because it was simplistic you're just like oh you just do the shards and you get stuff that upgrades the shards it's kind of like the materia in final fantasy 7 is a, is a very good comparison they're even the same kind of like colors for the different stuff i thought it was really well done um i absolutely absolutely recommend this because it was awesome um i definitely want to go back and do some grinding but um i think we need to talk about what we're going to play for uh, next week yes um, but JP, did you have a poll first? Yeah, I did have a poll. Oh, there we go. We finally came back to the poll. JP so, can participate in the episode. <laughs> you were... Here we go. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> this week, Jerry, Barry, 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 and, and Larry. Are, are we're going to call you Larry from now on. <laughs> Larry, ritual of night, and we want your feedback. Take our poll, and if you've played it or haven't, comment below. So we had 94 votes. Uh, 6.4% of people said they don't care to play the game. 44.7% of people said they know they have not played the game. And 48.9% of people said they have played the game. So we do have some feedback. So Closable 8 said, I just started playing this game this week. It's a pretty good game from what I have played. I have beat two of the bosses. Nice. Uh, at Twitchy Poo said, I'm such a big fan of Ega that I backed this immediately. Haven't been disappointed from this franchise so far. And Hawk Hellfire said, same Ooh. here. Can't wait yep. for a third game. Who's and then, Hawk Hellfire? I don't know. Some random guy. Oh, some random guy. He owes me money. <laughs> he owes you money? He owes me he, money, he, too. He owes me Tokyo. Um, at Twitchy Poo <laughs> said, I need more sword or whip goodness in my life. Uh, the gamer to the R1 said, I, have, I haven't played, but I did kickstart it. And it has been mostly just wanting for it to be a feature complete before I give it a run. And then Barry said, it's pretty feature complete now. Really uh, so the guy <laughs> it, said, yep, really they is. just put up a big patch, and I'm thinking I will do my playthrough soon. I'm not sure if there still is anything left they're working on. Barry said, I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't remember the co-op thing, but still, even without that, there's enough content to play this game. Oh, yeah. this, it's amazing. And then uh, Collectoritis said, backed it, played it, clocked it, but due to a bug that allowed me to warp through to the end boss way before I should have, <laughs> and stopped playing it. <laughs> then... Um, the Elite MYT said, yeah, great game. Playing it again on stream and working my way through the newly released randomizer on the Switch. It's a lot of fun. And mm. CLE Chris 78 said, backed it and really enjoyed it. I completed, I completed it before the major patch, but would like to revisit it again. Um, I actually then also had posted that I was going to be playing the game, which I clearly didn't. Liar! Said, <laughs> we did get some feedback, so... Uh, on their different feedback. So SVT Terminator said, I backed this, but it's a shame the game was ruined at launch by rampant nerfs, many of them intentionally underhanded and hidden. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Tim J. Drake said, so cool. I backed it too. Um, Potty Boy said, good game. My only real complaint is the Switch version in general. While playable, the Switch version could have been a lot better. Obviously, I didn't expect it to be as good as the other versions, but I expected it to be better than what we got. 
Well, so then I had said, on I know they did release, a lot. yes. Yeah, so I said, release. I know they did a lot of patches. Have you tried it since then? He said, I haven't actually. Might give it another go at some point. Yeah. I did get to the final boss last time. Barry said, I played it at launch, had minimal issues, was able to complete it, no problem. Went back this week, and they've improved things. So, um, mm-hmm. so Potty Boy it. said, oh, don't get me wrong. It was playable, just that it looked rather ugly in the visuals department. Some long low times as well, from what I recall. Mm-hmm. Barry said, I, I've heard that people found it ugly, but I found it really pretty. And then he said, to each their own, I guess. The end. And he said, do yeah, push-ups. I, 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 I never, never had a problem with the visuals at launch, and I played it before the patches. It looked pretty. Uh, my problem was the bookshelves absolutely did stutter, and yeah. the longer load times, and there was a glitch with items that dropped where you would go to pick them up and you didn't, and you had to wait like a couple seconds or mm-hmm. zone out, and then you would get the items. And There's that was nothing always- more crushing, Barry, than losing <laughs> to a boss or something and having to wait for that damn load, even though uh, the load was shortened with the update. Uh, it still took... I was like sitting there, I'm like, oh, no, I died, and I'm like waiting. I'm like, oh, this is my, <laughs> this is my penance for being a turd player. <laughs> um, was that all of them, JP? Because I do have a bone to pick. Uh-oh. With who? All right, JP's paused too long. We're, we're not going to wait here for now. <laughs> um, so, we talked about the game. Now let's talk about the damn physical release, because that's where I got the bone to pick with this whole thing. Um, you, it's not me. <laughs> my bone to pick is that we all backed this, we supported it, you know what I mean? Whether they needed the funds or not, it was $5.5 million from backers. And then I had to go to Best Buy upon release to go hunt down a steelbook. I had to go. You know what I mean? Like, we backed it, and we got a, they did, a slip They did case. let us buy the steelbook. Yeah, in two seconds when it sold out, and I didn't have an opportunity because I was at work. But the steelbook didn't even fit the Switch. It was a PS4 and it style. didn't even fit the Switch, and it had mine had, like, a, a thing in it. A little plastic. Yeah, like, like I'm just saying, though, like, 505 games, in my opinion, dropped the ball when it came to it, because, like, then you look at what Limited Run did with Curse of the Moon, and it's, like, like, expert level. It's, like, god-tier level, like, like, collectability, and awesomeness, and care, and the artists that did the artwork, and then you got Ritual of the Night, which is an amazing game, and all we got was a standard release. We got a steelbook that we had to hunt down as backers... And, like, because, again, like, I wasn't able to, to upgrade because it was gone so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a chaotic time. And it's like, if you support it, they should have just offered it up to everybody. Everybody, not just an X amount that they had. Yep. And, like, I mean, they had enough to put in them in Best Buy, and I was able to get one over there, so why couldn't they have just did that so I didn't have to go hunt? I got lucky, because I was in the middle of nowhere in Texas, and nobody knew about it. <laughs> but, like, well, at least, at that's least my bone. The slipcover, though. The slipcover they gave us is nice. I would have preferred to also have, like, an exclusive actual artwork for mm-hmm. the Kickstarter. How about I... a manual? There's no manual, manual with the damn yes. game. <laughs> but I will say this: the, at least the slip cover is pretty nice, shiny, it's pretty and cool. it's a hundred times better than what they did to us with Shenmue Three, where all they did was give us a slip cover. The slip cover is ugly as hell and doesn't even say the name of the game on the spine. <laughs> <laughs> I did not back Shenmue Three. <laughs> I did get the big limited run games one that's now worth like nothing because the game got trashed because yeah. it was Shenmue. Like, I, I don't know what people were... Again, people, like, over, like, analyzing stuff, but, like, people back Shenmue. Shenmue 3 is a Shenmue. 
Like, yeah, and it, he wants to do a Shenmue 4. That's not happening. Well, I mean, it plays like 1 and 2. I've played it. It's exactly what I expected. And I don't get why everybody else is, like, mad. Like, they, I think they were expecting Yakuza. Like, it's not. It's Shenmue. It's a different series. It's a, yeah. <laughs> They're rolled by Sega. Like, got it. But, like, not the same series. Like, I would say that Yakuza's a nice um, evolution of the gameplay that was made popular in Shenmue. But, um... Like, it's, it's about living life and stuff. It's a different beast. And I... So, like, again, though, like, Bloodstained and a few of these games are all getting that under-the-microscope uh, scrutiny. But the one part that I can complain would be the, the way they rolled out that release. When you do a Kickstarter, you should always take care of your supporters. That's Agreed. my opinion. It's my opinion. Um, no, you're right. I mean, even if it was like, all right, you guys all can do it if you upgrade for X amount of dollars. Not like, I don't remember how many they had, but like it was gone in like minutes. And I was, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the Kickstarter, yeah, the Kickstarter was $60 too, and at retail was $40. Correct. So we $60 for the game and got the slipcover. And granted, we also got Curse of the Moon for free. But then if you went to Best Buy, you would have got the Steelbook and got the game for 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think Curse of the Moon at Best Buy was like, 20 or 30 and it was cheaper so like i i actually got curse of the moon at best buy and got the slipcase because best buy had no clue they said bloodstained and bloodstained and i'm like yeah. well i don't have that variant from limited run games and i love curse of the moon because i played it digitally for being a kickstarter backer um i do think that the value for the 60 dollars, like they gave you all the digital stuff and i think that was cool um however we did pay more and like at least let us upgrade or something i don't know like yeah. And again, at a $40 price point, like, put a manual in it. Give us a double-sided mm-hmm. insert. Get us all the stuff, p- publishers, yeah, all across the Switch. <laughs> yeah, that's my complaint, though. Um, you know, it's not necessarily deal-breakers. The game's still amazing. Like, I- <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's that's a moot point at this point. Mm-hmm. If it you is. haven't played the game yet, you weren't a Kickstarter, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't know how um, available it is across like Best Buys and, and GameStops. I think it's still available pretty easily. Yeah, I think so it's still available. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so, JP, what are we playing next? We're playing Rolling Gunner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this one's by our game company that we were talking about. They're releasing it uh, physically, um, which is physicality. Um, and it's a shoot-em-up. It's a horizontal shoot-em-up. I think it's only horizontal. But it's a bullet hell. But it's a bullet hell shoot 'em up. And I know of it. I haven't uh, started it yet. Um, but I'm going to be playing it for Switchopedia Saturdays for sure. Yeah, it's and... by developer Mebius. Uh, but yeah, it looks, looks cool. It's up for physical pre-order right now. It's Physicality Games as one of their first three releases. Nice. They were kind enough to give us review codes. Um, so we are going to play this, talk about it all next week, and Jeffrey's going to play it on... On the Switchopedia Saturdays. It sounds... I, I swore that, like, Rolling Gunner was, like, a different, like, game back in the day or something. Maybe not. Hmm. Maybe it just sounds like another one. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Like, it, I, I think it's just similar. It's gotta be. Looks looks crazy, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a bullet hell. Um, oh, yeah. So, when you're playing it, just make sure that, you know, your dot is your hit. So, you, the ship doesn't have to get hit, but the dot has to get mm-hmm. hit. And when you fire at a price slowdown, that's like classic bullet hell style. Um, you can kind of carve through the bullets. Good luck, guys. I'm probably going to try to... I, I'm going to 
you'll probably do better if you play it in docked mode than on the tiny screen. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I'm looking at cool. screenshots right now. It looks like madness. Oh, I can't wait. Um, my favorite was playing some of them cave shoot 'em ups on the iPhones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, using your finger and, and carving through the bullet patterns was so satisfying. Uh, I don't think you can re-download them anymore because I don't have them on my phone when I upgraded. Mm-hmm. But like, they were so fun. And this looks just like those cave shoot 'em ups. Oh, can't wait. Oh, man, and then you get the physicality release. Hopefully, we can help them too. People can get their Kmart layaway. <laughs> oh, physicality! We need. I need, We need to have a have a talk with them. <laughs> so I think now's a good time, very quickly, dollar, to dollar. talk about our dollar challenge. Dollar, dollar. So last week, who won? Last week, um, we all. Won. I did. <laughs> I I won. What you won because no, you took my game from the previous I, I took week. Your game and I won. So I mean, it was the coolest I game. I won the cheapest game. <laughs> Barry, that's not something I would ever say out loud. Yeah, no. So no let's, that was... let's go, I'm going to start this week. I know Uh-oh. I'm going to start. You always save me for last for some reason. We'll, first, winner, winner goes first, so go for yeah, it. Yeah, winner goes way. first. So this week, I picked a title called Flashback. Oh, I thought you were going to pick Biolab Wars again. <laughs> I was going to, and I changed it at the last minute. Flashback, huh? Oh, the classic Flashback. I actually, to be fair, I actually had two games... Um, and I'll just let people know now because it's still on sale. Mother Russia Bleeds is on sale for under a dollar. Um, <laughs> it's getting a physical. <laughs> you know what, though? To try it out, to try it out, it made me want to get the physical because it's that good. But that's not the game I ended up picking. I picked and- Flashback. It's normally a nineteen ninety nine game on the eShop. It's ninety nine cents right now. It also had and a physical, thought- right, and a collector's edition with a Super Nintendo cartridge. Correct. So it had yeah. a US. Year two, baby. I'm doing research. <laughs> and, well, did you know it got a re release recently in uh-huh. the UK uh-huh. as a two for one with Another World? Which, which they're both those classic style Super Nintendo. Yeah. Series. So and what you really said it was cool. normally $20 and it's like a dollar right now? It's a dollar right now. Holy cow, that's a good deal for that game. Yeah, and like I have it twice physically and I'm like, for 99 cents, I'm putting it on, on, on my Switch. So yeah. what's really nice about this one is that in addition to the 1993 game, this version includes a modern mode uh, with post-FX graphic filters, completely remastered sound and music, a brand new rewind function, variable according to the level of difficulty, tutorials for those who need a boost. I love when they add stuff like that. So to me, this is like a no-brainer game to buy. Like 99 cents yeah. is a steal. Uh, it's a classic, classic game. So... Yeah, there is an episode. episode of Game Center CX, which is a Japanese game show where uh, Arino plays games pretty poorly and has to beat them. Um, mm-hmm. And he plays the Super Nintendo version. Nice. So it's like it's classic because you get like all the all the different ways that you shoot, and it's all futuristic looking. It looks like Blade Runner. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a classic. Like yeah, can't go wrong, man. No, you can't. So that was the game I picked. So I'm gonna pick next. We're going in the descending order of winners. So. Jeffrey, you're next. Oh, yeah, I definitely didn't lose last time. Uh, I might lose this time because I went, I dug down deep into the turd, the turd bucket to try to find this one. Um, so the game I chose was regularly $5. It costs me three cents. Three points. Three I thought points. I was going to win them cheap. Whoa, whoa, week, whoa. But no. Whoa, let's, let's three cents. Got. Three cents. I got Deadly Fighter 2. 
Deadly <laughs> Fighter. I'm looking it up. Deadly right Fighter oh. Two. So so this game um ended up being pretty damn addictive. It was weird. So literally, you're a samurai. And you're going after ninjas that come at you, and you do level by level, you have to get to a certain point system. Yeah. And they come at you, and you just attack with the swords, or you hit block when they try to attack you, and they flash when they attack you. And mm-hmm. But if you're fast enough, you just attack them real quick. And then as you get through levels, then there's another color ninja, and he'll like block or sidestep you, and you got to turn and attack. And then there's, I got to a third set of ninjas that were like striped, which they looked weird. They looked like they were wearing like a tube sock on their whole body. Um, mm-hmm. But then they would shoot like a projectile if you waited too long. So I was just going through and hacking my way through. I played it for like almost an hour. Like I was surprised for three cents. I got my three cents worth out of it. Um, so it wasn't completely a turd, but it's definitely a mobile game. Like you could tell it was a tap mobile game. Um, mm-hmm. One button to play. Well, actually, one button in the in the D pad to move back and forth. Um, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But again, I went for bottom of the barrel, something that got no exposure. Um, but it it honestly wasn't that bad. Um, you looked it up. Did you look up who the developer is? I actually just bought it. <laughs> I had like nine coins, and I'm like, you're talking about it. Three, three coins, not too bad. Um, How do you only yeah, have I, nine coins? I got like 10,000 coins. Them. I, I got like I've been on like an eShop kick lately. I go on their deals. I go from lowest to highest, and I start finding these games for like super cheap. I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep adding them. Yeah. Um, never getting physical. So this game, publisher is Cool Small Games, which sounds familiar. Was that the same one that you did the uh, yep. airplane game? Yes, it is. Okay, they've oh, so so I think the reason why it was three cents is because yeah, yeah. there was like a sale yep. that if you yeah. bought their other games, you got that one yep. for ninety nine percent off. <laughs> yep. So I think that was like a oh that I, worked out because I just got the uh, paper airplane one. Yeah, so. I didn't get the well, paper Blood airplane one, one, but I had a too. I had a different one. Bloodbreed was them. Yep, Blood that Breed. game is completely worth it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked oh, it. Anyway, so uh, Barry. <laughs> so I also did so that deal because uh, I I did the Just Glide <laughs> so I did uh, the cool small games again I did Go Fish Go which uh, <laughs> which was uh, eleven it was a dollar ninety nine but I had ninety five percent off bringing it down to nine cents or nine coins I win <laughs> you did you have did you I thought I had the cheapest one but no you you got lower so this ninety nine how was how was your game though. So this game is one of those. It's a it's an endless runner in a sense, but but interestingly, you're going towards the or away from the screen, or on towards uh-huh. the, you're going towards the screen. Like and Crash you're a fish, Bandicoot. Like Crash Bandicoot, you're a fish. In you start off like in this canals in Venice, and then you go out into the like river, and it just keeps going. And hmm. like there's different segments, and it almost it reminds me like Atari style games. And and at first I was like, all right, this is going to be pretty shitty, and then. I realize it's roguelike in the sense that <clears throat> it's it's always different every time you play, but you will gain these coins and use those coins to upgrade different multipliers or upgrade like a magnet where you can just suck up coins or you could buy different fish with different skills. And the coins are generous and they give you, they reward you significantly with different power-ups. And I was like, I started getting into it. I'm like, one more try, one more try, one more. I'm going to go farther and go farther and go farther. And I played this thing for like two hours. I was like, I was just kept wow. going. It was so, e- like, mindlessly easy, but it, it starts to speed up. The longer you go, the faster it goes. And wow. and then, of course, you have reflexes. And the cool thing is not only can you move left and right 
Um, and it's like three rows, the left, right, and center. But you can jump. You can move in the air when jumping while collecting coins or dodging things. So you could jump in the, on the right side and go all the way to the left. You could dive under the water. Um, it was way more involved than I ever expected this game to be. I, unlike Just Glide, I absolutely got my nine points worth. This game yeah. was way more fun than I thought it would be. And I can actually recommend this if you're just looking for some time to kill. Because nice. of the roguelike segments, you can keep coming back and upgrading. So you, you, you were actually making progress while you're trying. Yeah, my game was way more just like single, like grindy. There was nothing. Like you actually, yeah, yours is definitely better than mine. <laughs> I think I, I got the I bottom of the turd barrel this time. <laughs> and <laughs> I look got a mass retail game at a yeah. super discount. JP so cheats again a second I week in a row. He picks up physical. No, <laughs> you know it all depends on the preference. We're all winners this week. It sounds, it sounds like. So. I mean, I mean, I know I'm not. I saw a lot of games that were available physically under a dollar, and I'm like, I don't want to pick anything. Yeah, I want like digital has a physical. Only. Yeah, but now, we didn't. We... we didn't put that rule out, so JP can cheat all he wants. And it's and now, we really haven't talked about flashback on the playcast, so it's cool to talk about it. So, yeah, I do we dare try and do an under dollar? How bad can we go? Challenge. What do you mean? How, I'm gonna I mean, just like, like could we find what we feel is the worst game under a dollar? Oh god! I mean, we kind of Barry and I kind of been doing that. I guess we just kind of did that. Um, no, I mean, I I think we just keep it as the dollar challenge, and we can have right. little side bets. Like I had the cheapest one this time. Um, but also it should be the biggest difference too, because like yours was like 20 down to a dollar. That's a $19 yeah. off. Mine was 99% off. So percentage I probably got you, but mine, yeah. well, mine was 99% was only, off. Mine was Point only in, yeah, that's true. Um, that's mine was 95%. 90. Yeah. His was 95, uh, yours was 90, but like also mine was only five bucks. Yours was only like a dollar or something. So yeah. like it's. But it's fun just doing all those analytics while we're recording because it's like mm-hmm. it's weird. It's fun. Like let's keep it loose, and yeah. um, I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna see what tickles my tickles my pickle, and I'm looking at the. Uh, I always, yeah, that's right. I no, went that's there. That's not right. That's it's completely pretty, right. Pretty wrong. Pretty right. Oh. Um, there's not a stick long enough for me to comment on that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it's coronavirus. It's all we, coronavirus. We should, we should ask our listeners. Who, who they think won that. Who won this, this one? Was it Barry, Jerry, or Terry? Oh! <laughs> this, this one was a really close one. I, yeah. I would love to know their feedback. Which, which poll, game? Poll, JP. Poll. We need... Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We need, a, we need a tickle my pickle poll. Um, <laughs> and don't do that, by the way. If you say that again, I would be perfectly good with that. <laughs> Oh, there's He's no guarantees the now, Barry. Everybody. Now that I know that it bothers him, Barry, it's never going away. <laughs> Changing the name of the playcast. Moving on. But yeah, that was. I, I I do love the uh, the dollar challenge. Now it's so fun. Like I went for three cents. Oh my god, that was not. <laughs> they had the same stars as Angry Birds. Like what the heck? All right, so um. I think now it's time for, uh, is it time for JP's crazy new games coming out? The Madness? I think it's time for The Madness. Yeah, we need to talk about this weekend still, because we're not done yet. The week's not over. The Madness. We started, we started this week with, uh... Well, we haven't, start, we, haven't ta- we haven't even talked about the beginning of the week. Like, we gotta go all of it, man. <laughs> well, I'm gonna start with the limited releases for this week. Yeah, so it's, we it's had crazy. Thursday, we had Tricky Towers, which has sold out now. Has it? Nice. Yeah, I checked. It sold out. I, I definitely was- got mine because it looks like Tetris, but you're stacking and you're playing massive multiplayer. I'm going to play it. 
It's a good game. We That's reviewed fun. it very early on when I started the site, but they've done a lot of updates, obviously, because they have, like, I think six DLC contents on the cart. So this is a very complete version. Um, so that was Super Rare Games. And, and I will say that I, I did notice that George is getting a little bit um, antsy about people complaining about his releases. Um, he's picking older games, people. He's doing what we want. He's releasing games physically that were digital only. Like, they're just like, oh, it's not a new game, or they don't feel like the values are just because it's old. It's it, They're great games. Mm-hmm. Like, they may not be for everybody, then you don't have to buy it. Like, it's okay. Like, but I saw George was getting upset. I'm like, I don't like seeing that because he's wearing his heart on his sleeve online. Yeah. Hmm. So then we also had Moera Crystal H um, from East Asia Soft. That also launched on Thursday. That was the Play Asia exclusives? Play exclusives? Play exclusives, yeah. Nice. Then on Friday we had, which is today, well, at the recording, we have Blaster Master 0, 1, and 2. From Wallet Limited Burster. Wallet Burster alert. Wallet Burster. Like, I... <laughs> I literally sent them both the text going, do I need to get the limited or can I just get the NES ones? Cause, like, you gotta I, get the collector edition. Like, I had Blaster Master as a kid growing up in my Nintendo collection, my very tiny collection of games I owned. And mm-hmm. I have it boxed, and I'm like, man. The only <laughs> thing that sucks, though, to me is that I know that the Switch requires, like, the logo in the corner, but, like, the PS4 ones with the Sunsoft on the top look so cool. Like, I mentioned uh, that uh, Sunsoft is still included with the Switch one. Yeah, but it's not as cool as the PS4 boxes. Then on Saturday, we have two releases. One is, I think, going to go fast. Uh, It is from the NG Dev team. We talked about them earlier. Gunlord X is being sold Mm -hmm. exclusively on their website. And according to their site, the way that they word it is they have under 1,999 copies of the regular edition (sighs) and under 999 copies of the limited edition. The math checks out. (laughs) So if you're listening and we end up posting this before noon, here's a little tidbit for us. Yes, give them the tip, JP. I know you don't want to post it live on Twitter, but do it here. I know, I don't. Listener bonus. If you get through an hour and a half or two hours or wherever the heck we are (laughs) You're going to get this game maybe. Um, Two hours. As long as you create an account with them on their website, you add the items to the cart, it'll stay in your cart. So tomorrow when you log in at like 11.50 – it's in your cart already. And maybe people don't realize that you can add it to your cart. Maybe they do. This could not be a secret. But just in case, it's in your cart. You could be in the checkout screen already like to click payment. And then hopefully at noon, it'll take you right to the payment screen. So you save a few steps. Um, but, yeah, that's my little tidbit. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hope to get a regular and a limited. But, yeah, it's going to go fast. I guarantee you this will sell out very, very fast. I'm not – no hype or anything. It's just – People have been looking forward to this one, and it's a great game too. Like the game is kind of like run and gun contra style, Um, amazing. Yeah. So then we have in the evening, so Eastern Standard Time, six p.m. You're gonna have to convert it to your time zone. We have Bite the Bullet from Mega Cats Games and Mega Studios. Mega Cats Studios, sorry. And they just released today what the collector um, edition looks like. Looks really cool, but. That obviously is going to be available through strictly limited games. So that's Saturday. And that Sunday. game was originally programmed to be a Sega Genesis game, by the way. Um, oh, was and they ported it to modern consoles because, like, Coffee right. Crisis did awesome on the Switch when they released it in Asia. So I'm glad that Strictly Limited picked it up. 
But then we're going to go into next week because it's going to be before we uh, hear you hear us again. But VGNY Soft just announced their next two titles, which this are... This is where it's like Wallet Burster again. Yeah. Like, so this yeah. is June 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. They are going to have Guns of Mercy and, and Super Mercy Trench Attack. Cool. So these are European games with their North American exclusive covers. Nice. So you can buy these through Pixel Heart. Um, the true European game with the European cover from their website right now, or if you want the North American covers, it's vgnysoft.com, 11 a.m. on June 1st. I believe they're going to have 1,500 copies of each one available. And and that might be the distinction, JP, of being the first game from volume two and three from year two that I have to remove from the book, digital only. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's a year two game, and I think i got to remove it now. Then we have on Jerks. June 2nd, this is going to be a big one, hopefully. Um, this is going to be 11 a.m. Eastern Time on June 2nd. It's the Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection. Oh, it looks uh, so it's cool. Getting, it's getting a European release through Picks and Love Publishing. So they did the, the recent Samurai Showdown game with the only way to get the uh, Neo Geo Pocket Fighter 2 on the cart as opposed to a digital code. But now they're going to be releasing this one. It's going to be limited to 1,800 copies for the Shockbox Collector Edition, but they didn't say how many for the Standard Edition. I don't know. You guys could keep your eyes open for the Shockbox for Samurai Shodan. I somehow missed out on that one. I think I was at work or something when it came out. You must have not been following me when I posted about it all week long. You Um, know, it was available for a while, too. It wasn't even just like one day. It was up for like weeks. I think it was just pretty expensive too. Now it helped. It out. was, yeah. yeah. They had an early discount, and then it went up like mm-hmm. by like twenty euros. Um, but it, it ended up being a really nice set, and I kind of like that they're doing the same style. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that one is going to be then, and then I'm. Well, really and you know going why to- that's expensive though, right? Because of the packaging. The shock box itself, I think, if you look on like Neo Geo Collector websites, I think that's yeah. like thirty dollars to buy them. Like they're not cheap to make, so like I think they have to raise the price because of the shock box. Also, their art book in the Samurai Showdown that just came out was really nice, nicely was it? done. Yeah, and this one looks even like even nicer. Nice. So nice this is going to be seven games in one. It's the first time we're ever seeing like a Samurai Showdown five, what perfect version or something? Ooh. I forget what it's called, Special. but. Yeah, so there's three versions of Samurai Showdown 5 on mm-hmm. this release, with one never being released before. Um, but other than that, uh, I think, Barry, correct me if I'm missing any, I don't think we've seen any announcements for further in the week, so I think that's it. So the next, like, four or five days... When, was, gonna... when was Russia Bleeds whatever? June 23rd. June 23rd, because I know I've been seeing that one, but it's a dollar right now, people, so play it now for a dollar. And <laughs> Yeah. Buy it now and then, uh, you know, pick up the uh, the physical from Special Reserve Games or the variant cover from Limited Run Games, which is cool because the cover looks awesome. It's like a punk metal, like mohawk skeleton um, with like a leather jacket on. And, and it looks $10 cheaper unlimited. It is because you don't get the uh, the Special Reserve box, the manual. Like the oh, nice, you like, need that box. That put on the outside. Yeah, that so box is cool. It's $30 through them. Um, it's going to be $40 through Special Reserve, but Special Reserve, you obviously get more stuff with it. So they say you get the reserve box, you get the game, you get exclusive collectibles to be revealed. And then hmm. just to let people know like how crazy it's going to be, Special Reserve Edition, 
the $40 one is going to be 3,000 copies for the Switch available, 500 for PS4 only. And then for limited run games, the variant cover for $30, it's 2,000 copies for the Switch. So there's your 5,000 minimum. And then you have 1,500 copies for the PS4. So my guess is maybe it's a 2,000 print run for PS4. Um, But only 500 of the special reserve edition with like the cool NES kind of like box design. Um, Because it has like, it it looks like the black box a little bit because it's, um, it has the logo going like diagonally with the, uh, the skeleton with the mohawk and yeah. taking up the picture. I mean, it looks really nice. And pl- plus the quality of their boxes is like almost if, rubbery, fuzzy. They're really cool. Yeah. So if you're a Barry and you're probably collecting PS4 also. Oh, yep. man. Uh, <laughs> the good news is if they do what they did last time, special reserves went up at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, they're doing it. They run went up at noon Eastern time. I believe it's split by an hour it, again. it should be the same thing so you won't have to fight but you will have to be quick i mean I, I am just saying that living right now in this limited era is is tough on the wallet like mm-hmm. like i mean because i'm i'm very picky when it comes to the games i buy but like every single one of these is like right up my yeah. alley pun intended mother russia bleeds is awesome i, I when i yeah. downloaded it, i played it and like i was playing as i think the girl and like it's so like uh, pixelated bloody but like the characters on the ground and you're just punching them and blood's like flying everywhere and and then I'm just like JP's this is angry. For, like the first level JP's just pr- pretending what he's going to do if he doesn't get that English cover of the Olympics <laughs> <laughs> just punching and punching and punching Barry. <laughs> oh he's going toward Barry why is he going toward Barry that's so weird all right, but I think that's I, I think that's everything that has been announced as of right now. The good news is, um, Hotline Miami Collection from Limited Run Games is shipping. So if Ooh. you pre-ordered their variant cover of that, you should be seeing your email notification. Nothing. And then also, Zeo Drifter from Red Art Games shipped this mm. week. So if you haven't gotten that yet, you can still buy it on their site. That's the game that shipped. I, I got a shipping notification. I didn't know yeah, what that was. I had no idea what this French one was. I was like, what is this? And then finally I got from Red Art Games that it shipped. And I said, oh, okay, now I know what it is. And Barry, JP has them all already because he gets I, JP's special shipping. I have <laughs> none of them yet. <laughs> he already has He already has Blaster Master in his hand somehow. I don't even I know. I will say, Finding Teddy 2, the North American cover from VGNY Soft, is on its way. So I will be getting that to show soon. Oh, see, how'd you get that shipped already? Mine because he's an ambassador. <laughs> I'm the limited ambassador. Yeah, in reality, yeah. like he's the community guy. That's how he got. And that. Horizon Chase Turbo is shipping. Didn't it have like a alternate cover or something? Mm-hmm. It had a reversible cover. Oh Which yeah, that's now you can't buy the other one because they're sold out. <laughs> oh, so that's cool. I I'm not a big double dipper, especially with this generation. Like I'll wait till all is said and done. And yeah. I'll pick and choose what I really want to get, like, later, maybe. And I might pay out of the my wazoo for some stuff. Especially, like, Samurai Showdown. I'm going to pay on my butt for that one. Won't um, miss this time? Hmm? You're not going to miss it this time? Um, I don't know if I'm going to get the whole collection, because I already have them all individually, except for the unreleased five. But, again, like, five wasn't my favorite of the series. I kind of liked three a lot. So yeah. I'm like, all I uh, want now is a metal slug collection. Oh, oh my gosh! I don't know why we're not getting that. We got it on the PSP. Didn't we get it on the Wii also? Wii, PS2, and PSP. Yeah, like come on, that is the perfect game for the console. That that yeah. that, that Neo Geo uh, Samurai mm-hmm. Showdown collection. That is that exclusive to Pixel Lever? Will that be released elsewhere as a standard? 
so as of right now, their logo is on it, like the Pixen Studio logo that was on the, the previous Samurai Shonen that they numbered. So I think this is probably going to be a numbered run. I haven't seen it listed anywhere else for retail in Japan. I know that this is exclusive, I believe, to the SNK store in Japan. Um, oh. Or at least the shock box maybe is, because that's all I've seen where I've seen it so far. And I haven't seen it come up on Amazon Japan or Play Asia. Uh, but UK, I've only seen it through uh picks and love and i haven't seen anything for a physical for for the u.s so i'm going with the shock box on this one yeah although at this point i probably would just always go with the shock box because if, if that's the style that they're going to do for all their releases it's cool. um, I'll, I'll just i'll just stick to that yeah. um but that is that's limited games and then we actually do have a few uh retail ones one that i'm actually Quite really really, yeah. really looking forward to and we've talked about it a few times mm-hmm. um and we're gonna start playing it like like now. Oh, like, you're talking about two different games. Oh. You're talking about Xenoblade, and he's talking about Clubhouse games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. And Thank I'm you, actually Mike. talking about <laughs> Bioshock that came out. Actually, oh, Bioshock, yeah. Yeah, this week was like a trip. And Borderlands, <laughs> Borderlands, XCOM Two collection, and Bioshock. But so, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, what what do you guys think about the whole DRM supposedly in the 2K releases? What's DRM? That means that even with the physical, you have to be online in order to play the games. You can't play hey. the single player games without being Seriously? online. That's supposedly yeah. Do not so like you can't that play at all. Yeah, I mean, some, someone posted it on Twitter, and I'm like, that's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, well, no, I do not like. If to be it online. does have DRM, that's BS because then you can't play it portably. If you have the Switch Lite, you want to go play it in a park. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly, and I haven't, I haven't opened up mine. I haven't tried it or anything, but supposedly, there's DRM at least in one of the releases, which is mm. ridiculous. I mean, I'm already having like issues in my house because my wife wants to play Animal Crossing on my main account. And I'm sitting there trying to play a downloadable game on my secondary account, and it's like, you don't have permissions. And I'm mm. like, I own the game. They're on my family account. They should be able to play the game on my Switch. And mm-hmm. certain games it works with, other games it doesn't work with. I mean, my daughter and I have been playing Minecraft Dungeons, because that was also released, and we've been mm-hmm. we've been obsessively playing that every night, um, except for tonight, because we're doing Playcast. But, mm-hmm. um, but like... It's but like us doing that. I can only play it on my main Switch. If I I downloaded it to her Switch and she can't play it on her account, even though it's part of the family account. Like yeah. there's some weird stuff. So like throwing DRM on top of that is just like that's dirty. Like ugh, gross. So the other so one thing is Amazon has not updated their pre-order date yet. But Rock of Ages Three Make and Break has gotten pushed out to July, so it's not coming June second as on their site. Mm. Um, but we are going to get on June 5th, The Outer Worlds. Nice. Uh, and they did change that to a full cart release. And I haven't seen any delays, so that should still be the same date. I've <laughs> like seen zero everywhere. hype from the community on it, though. But it looks yeah, cool. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just coming out. Um, and then also the one that I've been looking forward to that will need to be uh, a playcast episode or game is Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. Oh, we gotta we gotta play it all together on like yeah. Switchopedia. This is the one that we live. all need to play. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm excited for this one. I I've been looking forward to this one. I think it's gonna and be a lot. Force of fun. me to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's as of now everything coming out. So it's a uh, it's a small week for retail releases. Pretty big weekend and week for uh, limited releases. I mean, because Xenoblade came out. Day uh, this recording. 
Oh, only I could beat Evo Land 2 at this point. I really want to start. I, people were like, oh, you're so lucky you got it a day early. I was like, it made no difference. I didn't get to play it. I you just got to show early. it off on your Twitter. <laughs> I did get to show it off, yes. Which is the main point. And Barry let me know that there is a uh, different cover. Which apparently you knew, but I just didn't watch your unboxing. Uh-huh. And, I, I, and I was trying to. Barry also called you a dirty cheater for doing a quick load of Xenoblade oh, 2 so yeah, you can yeah. unlock the gold. People <laughs> do not know this, but if you have a save file from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, when you start up the Xenoblade Chronicles, you will get a prompt, up, like a pop-up screen saying, would you like 100,000 coins, credit, I don't know what their currency is called. G. G. And it's like yes or no, and you get one chance at that. So I'm going to say yes, and I earned that. No, you did <laughs> I played five minutes of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 to save the game, and I earned it. I posted a gif of the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase laughing because he bought it. Bought the yeah, bought the title. Screenshot of him. It's like played an hour ago, first time an hour ago. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 played the first time 53 minutes ago. Xenoblade Chronicles, dirty <laughs> cheater. <laughs> Classic <laughs> JP. Classic JP. And he'll never play Xeno. No. <laughs> I would. I'm going to as soon as I beat Evil Land 2. So he's right. never gonna play Zeno. <laughs> that's, that's next week's game. No, I will get the week. Well, it's, we it's, it's our long play game, and Rolling yeah. Gunner is our next week game. Yeah, hopefully we can get to enough where we can talk accurately about Zeno. Yeah, I think I think wherever we are, we should Continuous. give our initial impressions of it. For sure. Um, all right, so I think now is a good time to maybe let people know where they could find us. So they can find us all in the sewers with the Ninja Turtles. No. Um, so you can find this playcast at HagensAlley.com, uh, where also I have all of my books for sale, including the Switch Collector Volume 1, which should be shipping hopefully within the next week if it clears customs. Let's let's all hold on to our butts for that one. Um, you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter um, at Hagen's Alley, and then on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. What about you, Barry? You know, I, I just want to say I, I'd love it if someone could draw us as Ninja Turtles now after that. And just <laughs> I, I just want to see, like, JP, like, dashing away because he's scared. Like, he dropped off the package. <laughs> no, like, you have to, you literally oh, have yeah. to have, like, something in the distance that says, like, new release or something, and yeah. then I'm running. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, for. no. Well, that or you already have it before it's even out. That's true. <laughs> you're sitting your early there. Copy is here. You're, you're sitting there, like, with it under glass, like my precious <laughs> <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. JP, where could they find you when you're not dashing off for a new release? And not in Mordor. Or at the computer. That's where you can find me. So, jpswitchmania.com. That's where I put all the weekly releases and our reviews. Over 520 going strong now. Uh, On Twitter, it's jpswitchmania. Same for Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where we do now video reviews and let's play. So, check us out. Subscribe, like, all that good jazz. And I do have only one giveaway going on right now. Oh, man. It's like you're falling off, man. It's like you're falling off. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I want to you know, take it easy. And it's actually with a new company I haven't partnered with before, Ooh. but it's Future Press. And I am giving away an Animal Crossing New Horizons official companion guide. Ooh, cool. So they put out this really nice guide, one of the few guidebooks that we ever get nowadays. And uh, you could win it. And the contest is open region-wide. So anybody in the world can win this. It goes until June 5th, which is next Friday. So you still got time. 
Nice. You know, well, you, I, you, you talk about your YouTube. When are, when are we going to get on your YouTube channel? For what? The I'm playcast. Oh, I'm yeah, not a that. YouTuber. <laughs> uh, soon. Dot, dot, dot. Soon, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you see the love he gives us, everyone? Uh, that's what I we deal with. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>